Kick Out Crew. James L. Corai. Brad Stanton. Coach Rosie. Adam from Bill. Mike Whitaker. Devin Dowling. The Kick Out Crew Podcast. Available on all major podcast platforms. And watch videos exclusively on YouTube. Well, let me tell you something, brother. It's episode 23 of the Kick Out Crew. And boy, do we have a doozy for you. Not only are we covering the greatest, uh, you know, me, Hulk. But it's also the number of Michael Jordan, another goat. But that being said, it's not the red and yellow brother. It's the heel, Hogan. And let me tell you, you don't want to miss this episode. That being said, I'm James L. Corai. Well, cosplaying is, oh, Hulk Hogan. But uh, I'm going to send it on, uh, you know, over to uh, B-Rad. I want to thank everybody for the uh, awesome feedback from last week's episode. It's good to be back, and I'm glad that uh, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people told me how damn funny I was for being back last week, man. It was crazy turnout, you know, hilarious. But, uh, you know, it's not about me because it's not our show. It's not my show. It's your show. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, kick it to Brad. I think I've said enough and probably uh, made myself hoarse for like a week. Hey, everybody. Uh, yeah, it was a great episode last week. It was good to have the whole crew back. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to put over my daughter, Lotus. Yeah, Lotus. Happy birthday. Hell yeah. Happy uh, birthday. She, um, I, I told you guys, but let's tell the world. So a couple weeks ago, she was at a party, her 900th one of the year, I feel like. She's always at something. <laughs> and it was, for some reason, at the Olive Garden, where every kid wants to have their party, right? So in King, of money Mike, huh? <laughs> King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, uh, it's, there, it's a real nice big mall, everything like that. And the Olive Garden actually has two floors. <laughs> Look out, right? Anyway. She texts me from the, I'm, I'm out to having a drink with my wife. And she texts me and says, uh, hey, I think there's an AEW wrestler here. I'm like, oh, really? Any idea who? And she says, Kip something. I'm like, Kip Sabian, what is he doing? <laughs> so little awesome. by little, uh, she says, all right, well, let me see if I can get him on. Let me see if I can get him on FaceTime. I'm like, hey, if you could do that, that'd be great. So I'm thinking, Kip Sabian, all right, not bad, not bad. So the fa- FaceTime comes through. And guess what? Not I am a big fan of Kip Sabian. I am a much bigger fan of the young lady that was with him, Penelope, Penelope. Ford. Yes, so she was there. I uh, got to say hello to Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. Said as much as I could in about eight seconds. <laughs> she looked tremendous. I said something to the fact like, I, I wish I had a box to put on my head. Because <laughs> you are very, very underrated. Ugh. Boy, I had a boy. Underrated over it. Hey, with Penelope Ford, all you need is eight seconds anyway. Boom. So, and I think I got uh, 
yeah. all the words in that you know we i talked about her uh, on the show about one of my favorite hardcore matches and then i said thank you like six or seven times. <laughs> eight seconds in the box oh sorry that's still funny to me eight second hardcore sounds good to that's me right. anyway yeah. i want to i wanted to thank her because she didn't have to do that and for a 16 year old girl i thought it was pretty brave as well to just walk up to someone after dinner and Look out for her dad. So anyway, shout out to Lotus. Thank you very much, sweetheart. Bobby. That was awesome, over. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. that's honestly cool as shit. I don't I don't know if you remember, James, but at the hotel in Orlando, Kip Sabian pushed Andrew in the swimming pool because he remembered Andrew from the other night. Oh the first yeah. Night he pushed him in the pool. He said that's, that's what's you, up. Andrew. Yeah, Kip's a good dude. Yeah, I know you. Uh, you know, I know you be fucking around with Kip Sabian. Yeah, I love him. I had that box for the one show. Hey, I will say, for those watching the video version, Troy Aikman took another concussion, and I'll just leave it at that. I'll tell you one thing. I'm I'm kind of lonely tonight, Pimp Daddy down there. You got any girls on the track, Jack? Man. Look at that pimp. Alabama pimp. Yeah, is that Adam from Bama or the Godfather? For real, for those not watching the video, styling and profiling, baby. This is my Never son's know. hat. That's, that's the funny part. It's my 13-year-old son's hat. You never know what we're gonna get from you, really. I, I don't. <laughs> it's always a, it's always a surprise. It's always great. Hey, if we if we need viewers and more downloads, I'll do the show with my shirt off. Uh, That's what we need. That would. All right, let's do it. So I guess it's, it's you can watch the video version. <laughs> you know, there's gonna be Adam with a shirt off, and then you know, who knows what the fuck I'll be doing. Devin's gonna be drinking nitro Pepsi. Mike's going to yeah. be, you know, chilling. Chilling. Rose is going to be in various backgrounds. <laughs> Inside, outside, USA, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, dig. You're going to see me at a volleyball game tonight because at 5.30, my daughter's in a volleyball game, but it's just right down the street and I'm going to walk. And then at, by the time the game starts, the show will be over. But maybe you'll see her serve. She's great. Hey, oh, fake brother. Yep. Hey, but what about uh, Hogan must pose? If you're going to cosplay Hogan, no, I don't need you, Bama. You're in pretty good shape. Devin, oh. uh, the camera oh, does, well, does you a lot. You're not in I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't hear it. I don't hear it. Oh, it's do it. I am a real American. We are really good. Well, you know, <laughs> I am a real American. We're doing something. I fight for the right of every man. And you do work at a military base, so it's kind of realistic. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I will, hey, here's a funny story about that song. Uh, one of the times I went back to Oklahoma to visit, you know, when my mom still lived there, and, like, my whole family came up, and we were having this cookout. Jesse even came to visit. I had this Bluetooth speaker outside. There was a Google uh, speaker. So my dad's like, hey, Google, uh, play beer drinking songs. And it's like, uh, you know, did the little beep stuff. All of a sudden, it's real quiet, and then all of a sudden, you hear bam, 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 bam. <laughs> the very first song it plays is Hulk Hogan's Real American theme. My dad is dying laughing, dude. He's, uh, he has a beard in his hand. He's standing by the house. Dies laughing. Fucking starts slapping the wall because he's laughing so hard. My mom and aunt and people are inside. They hear him slapping the wall, so they come around, <laughs> running around, open the door. What's going on? Is everything okay? And dad's just, like, rolled over laughing, slapping the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Beer drinking songs, real American, Hulk Hogan. 
No. I used to do this in a radio station that would have um, a Friday night beer drinking song. I can't remember what it was, but. Probably uh, <laughs> toes in the water, ass in the sand type shit. Yeah, so I forget what it was. It was, it was amazing. Brad. Life is good today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Freaking little Zach. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, uh, I think your uh, mic is turned up very loud, but. He's <laughs> coming in loud and clear. I think you're just good. That... Just what? Am I good? Yeah, you're here. good, Mike. You're, you're good, buddy. Yeah, it like good. good buds. Hold on, I'll fix it. Fuck it, we're on layer. Right, hey, and guess what? I'm not editing this out because that takes a lot of dumbass effort. There you go. There you go. Is that but, better? Um, yeah, you're good. Okay. Well, was that uh, everything, Brad? That you know? Yeah, that's everything. Word. That's everything. Go ahead, Mike. No, it's my turn. Mike? Well, I want to tell you guys something. So, brother, you know, a few <laughs> weeks ago, I was telling you about like, me training a guy to job my job and everything else, right? This whole deal. He and how it, he was, the ceiling. Yeah, he can't vacuum and all this other shit. So in the archives well, of the kickout crew. All right. Well, we got another guy. That's good. Good worker. Good everything. And uh, so today I was like, hey, you know, take the scissor dip, go down there. I train him on the scissor, scissor dip. That's pretty good. Right? Just go down there. I'll come check on you every now and then. So he's like, all right. So he goes up there and he's jacked up and way high on the scissor lift. Can you hear me? No, I can't. Okay. My, but, neighbor, my neighbors can hear you too. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my headphones fucked up, so I have these. But uh, anyway, so he's up there doing what he has to do. I come by, check on him a couple of times, and I forget all about him. All right, I'm working, I'm busy. It's like 3:45. I'm getting ready to leave, and I'm just walking the plant, making sure I got everything done. And I see the scissor lift sitting there, and I'll jacked up. I'm like, this motherfucker was supposed to be gone like 45 minutes ago. What's he still doing here? So I go over there, and he's just sitting there on the scissor lift, just chilling. I'm like, hey, you good? He's like, no. I'm stuck. Oh, I'm like, scissor me, daddy. <laughs> I'm like, you're stuck. Oh, scissor me, daddy. He got his, he got his daddy ass stuck on the scissor lift? He got his daddy ass stuck on his scissor lift. I'm like, what do you mean you're stuck? He's like, it won't move. It won't go nowhere. It won't do nothing. He's like, I think the battery died. No, it didn't die. Like, I know it didn't die. So there's controls on the bottom I'm trying to fuck with. And ain't nothing happening. I guess sometime around like 8 o'clock this morning, this dude hit the emergency stop button on the scissor lift. He's been stuck in the same spot since 8 o'clock. And here it is, 345. No way. <laughs> Dead serious. Like nobody. What were you doing? Just chilling. Just chilling. Well, see, and it's nobody. Like nobody walked by. I was like, hey, well, people here? did, but they didn't. It's it's loud in there. Oh, so okay. we got bunch of machines. So oh, you can't really. What, hear you think he's just like, ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and can't, can't nobody hear him. You know, you wear earplugs and earbuds, whatever you want to do. Can't nobody hear him. This motherfucker was stuck up there all day. No lunch, right. no bathroom breaks. <laughs> no, no bathroom breaks, no nothing. Day and I was supposed to check. Still stuck on the scissor. <laughs> I, I put him up there at like 8 o'clock. I said, I'll check on you. I checked on him at like 9 o'clock, and that was the last time. I said, I got, I got busy. I forgot all about him. Didn't do nothing. <laughs> oh, I felt bad for this dude. I said, hey. Uh, so, I bet, I bet I you did the emergency stop on purpose, didn't you? And blamed it on him. He did something. I mean, but oh, I can get down. You hit so. the down button. You know you did it. Yeah, I did it. 
Well, I had to go. I went and got the other scissor lift, you know, got up there and tried to get him down. And I was got on his to see what was going on. And I just pulled out a button. I said, look. <laughs> He's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. So <laughs> you and the guy work with scissoring together, right? We did. <laughs> we did. That is. Uh, I that said, scissor me, daddy, baby. Scissor me, Mikey. Scissor me, Mikey. Like, oh, you don't have a phone? You don't carry your phone with you? He, I don't know. Like, I mean, that situation. I'm getting out of it. I'm telling you right now, I'm getting out of that situation. Call 911. I didn't have your number. It's been 45 days since I've seen anything. I have already ate one leg of my pants. I'd be calling like dispatch. Dispatch. Yeah, I'm stuck up here. Can you find Mike? Yeah, right. I mean, usually guys on scissor lips have radios or something. That's true. Yeah, yeah, no, we ain't got that shit. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, Georgia. That, that's that's my firefighting radio. That's all we got those for. You should have sent the carrier. We got video. phones. We got no, phones. You but you don't need to fire fire radios, but twice a year, right? Because that's the only time you have a fire. It's two yeah, times a year. Twice a year, year uh, you need it or not. Oh, yeah. only the same fire episode. Oh, he could have been up there for another like five months until you had like the second fire of the <laughs> year. He's probably still up there. My, Michael, right? Michael <laughs> told him, hey, go grab that. I hey, just want to see your face. Hey, I don't want to look at him. We can for ocean. Hey, at least he did a good job in that spot. He did. It was clean. Did he shit his pants? <laughs> he didn't shit his pants, but I know he had to take a piss because as soon as he got down, he's like, "I got to go." <laughs> like, I'm pissing my pants. I'm shitting all of it. Speaking of being in like, high man. elevations, Mike, you look like a pilot with these fucking things on, man. You're I know. Badass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I like it. Like a pilot. I'm on my first set of headphones. <laughs> what garage sale did you get those from, huh? <laughs> I stole them for my son. I believe it. I'm surprised I was thinking like a. I was about like to ask you what kid driver. you stole them from. <laughs> yeah. It, story, is, he has like damn five pairs for his video games. I'm like, dude, you got two controllers. What the fuck you need five pairs for? Yeah, special chair, whole nine. Yeah, he has all that <laughs> shit. You're you the know, one that bought him the five pairs. Why'd you buy him five pairs? Because he said he needed a pair. Or he. Okay. I have. Well, a pair I, I need. A, I need a laptop, now. Mike. He didn't like them. Yeah, fuck that. They don't have paper routes anymore. I was going to say, tell them to get a paper route. <laughs> All the adults took those jobs. Hey, DoorDash. You know, some shit like that. He does have a have. fundraiser right now, though. So, hey, if any of you guys, you know, feel like throwing in for his fundraiser, he gets a couple what? more. He gets a limo ride. What, you talking uh, about what your son it, or the guy in the scissor lift? <laughs> my, my son. What is the oh. fundraiser and where can you donate? I don't know. You, you spend like 20 bucks and get like a box of damn... Oreo cookies or something. Where? Tweet that oh, shit out. Can, can I have you for the floor? Huh? You sell cars? Like you sold those cookies? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I don't know. Some bullshit. Oh, right. here's some go, book. Go get <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Now they're doing this thing. Go get you one. Yeah, here's some book. I look oh, in it. Yeah, my dude. name's in it like four <laughs> times for like a hundred bucks. I'm like, what's this? He's like, I need some people to buy stuff. I'm like, that's no. my name, not your name. You got money? It's probably oh, those five dollar candy bars with the Jacks coupon on the inside. No, so fuck! I wish it was five dollars. Say that uh, your son's trying to get a little uh, Hollywood on you. He's trying. Hey, really before we move Hollywood. on, James, can I? Uh, I just want to say something. Recently, earlier this week, uh, Mike, Adam, Coach, and myself were on Ted the Hillbilly Heels podcast, The Heel Truth. Uh, it was a fun. It was a lot of fun. I. Uh, we talked about the Jericho Appreciation Society, so I just want to give a shout out to Ted, new champ. Yes, thanks for having us on. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. 
Awesome. But, yeah. All right. Back to you, James. Did you embarrass us with Sammy talk? No, Sammy was first, so we got him checked off the list. Dude, we buried Sammy. I ain't gonna lie. We buried Sammy yeah, Guevara. You guys buried Sammy. I didn't. All right, my you were too busy licking his tank. Got... We buried him deeper yeah. than the Undertaker. Do you spit or swallow with Sammy? I said both. Why the why pick? Whatever he needs. <laughs> I pick one to do both. I ain't sucking off Sammy. Yeah, okay. No way, huh? We have, I a, mean that, Erica, we have 23 episodes to say different. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, oh, I mean, no, 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 no. Is uh, it all an act? Who knows? But I just thought of a topic. Hollywood, our topic today, I guess, I they made me pick one. I was uh forced, mind you. I guess oh. is a uh, Hollywood Hogan. Love it, live it. Uh, you know, we all lived back in that day. A little stringer. Well, most of us did. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'm sorry. Uh. Five of us were alive back in that day. And, of course, you know, we're back in this other day, brother. I was alive for one of these matches. Fuck off. <laughs> you were alive for a sex tape, I'll tell you that. And hey, you, speaking you of that, uh, you know, Terry Balea, one inch behind. I'll just put it that way. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Oh, the, man almost, the man almost got perjury for lying about his dick size. How crazy! That was Hulk Hogan's dick size, not not Terry's. Hey, your day brought it was, brother. <laughs> he says that. That's <laughs> ridiculous. It's insane that he almost got a <laughs> felony charge for like. Well, you said right here that your penis was this size. You know, like That's how funny. many of us would have felony charges? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like Kevin Nash says on his podcast: "Eleven yeah. inches soft." 11 soft. <laughs> 11 soft. Run, ladies. <laughs> See, the trick with that is you got to tell them it's smaller. That way, when you bring it out, they're surprised. No, you always yeah. do, man. Undersell, over deliver. Hey, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but I uh, will say uh, Terry Bollea, supposedly, was born on uh, August 11th, 1953, in Augusta, Georgia. And uh, when I read, uh, you know, today's agenda in the Hulk Hogan bio, James, or Hollywood Hogan bio. I was like, hey, I should do like where he was born and where he wrestled at in the fucking 70s. And let's go through every fucking match he's ever had <laughs> and every asshole. feud and every belt he's won and where he's wrestling, who he's been with, who's, hey, you know. But then I remembered, oh, yeah, nah. So I'm just doing, uh, we all know Bash at the Beach was, because uh, technically we're talking about Hollywood Hogan. So Bash at the Beach was, you know, we all remember that, 96, uh, July something. I didn't write that date down. Uh, you, know, you, thought he was, you thought he was coming to help Savage and Sting? Drops a big leg, cuts a promo, business changed forever. I mean, I don't know what bio we need, really. You know, Kevin Sullivan first presented the idea back in 1995. You know, like, nah. That's the only bio we need, in my opinion. We all know who Hollywood Hogan is. We all know how it happened. There's, it's been bled to death in a thousand documentaries. Which side is he on? People do say that that was uh, Heenan fucking up. But if you remember, Heenan always uh, had issues with Hogan in the 80s. So that is not Heenan, like, spoiling it, brother. That's uh, him <laughs> staying true to his character. Like, oh, whose fucking side is he going to be on? You know, because they have that history of each other. July 7th. I'm sorry. I said 6th. It's the 7th. Gotcha. My fault. At the bash at the beach. 
But that is not what we were talking about today. I just want to know that's uh, your bio of a wah, 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 wah. We're talking about Mabel, the third man. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, I watched the wrong matches. That's my favorite wrestler right there. Mabel? Oh, I watched two Mabel matches. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the red and yellow, like the black and white, it broke my heart uh, when he left the red and yellow, but we're going to go with, uh, I chose two of his biggest losses because people hated him so much as a heel, like that when he lost, big crowd reactions, you know, and it kind of made uh, these uh, two guys in their own right. But uh, the first one is Lex Luger versus Hollywood Hogan from WCW, WCW Monday Nitro. It was uh, the 100th episode of it. It would, took place August 4th, 1997 at the Palace of Auburn Hills in Auburn Hills, Michigan, which they say on the graphic, Detroit. Wrong. But, you know, we all know about the palace. That being said, I'm going to move past that. Had an attendance of 17,616, a match length of pretty much 11 minutes, and uh, homeboy Meltzer gave it three-quarter star. And uh, But, you know, that's enough about that. I guess we're going to go to that build. And what better way to build than with our own Devin? So, Devin, brother. Take it away. All right. Thank you, James. There honestly is kind of just uh, the the main problem between Lex Luger and Hulk Hogan is the NWO. Hey, time out real quick, Devin. Brad, are you okay? Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> I was just really excited about James' bio because I know how much he wanted to do a bio. And yeah. he loves all of our bios. So this is the thing. Everybody that everybody that was insulted by James saying that you guys suck at bios, he was no. really at me. He was. It wasn't me, that you suck I'm at I'm the bios. one that made you do it. Fuck it, bios. It's too, right, man, it's too hey, much of the bio. Not good. that you suck. It's just it like, sucked. bam, let's go. Born here doing this, and this is why we're at this match. Boom. Uh, it's pretty much he got because... his heart broken by Victoria in third grade. Like, I mean, let's go. Lex Luger right. had his heart broken by Sting, bam. so he thought. It was really a fake sting that had been attacking Lex Luger for a couple weeks, causing this huge rift. Well, for a couple months, to be honest, causing a huge rift between Luger and Sting's friendship that went back for like 10 years. So Hollywood Hogan ended up being the one behind it all. He planted the fake sting to get after Luger and Luger finally figured it out. So the actually two days before this Nitro on the Saturday night, on WCW Saturday night, Luger made Hogan tap out by just grabbing him and putting him in a torture rack. It wasn't a match. They just He just got him in, put him in a torture rack, and Hogan was tapping. And then the next night, or two nights later, J.J. Dillon made it announced that it's going to be Lex Luger versus Hollywood Hogan for the WCW Championship. Yeah, there wasn't much. One thing about Eric Bischoff in this time, there wasn't much to builds back then with him because he really loved the element of surprise. So that that is, and you'll find that out in the next match as well, that he really wanted to shock the audiences. He didn't want you to know exactly what was going on. And what do you got there, James? Well, when I was a child and he turned heel, it really broke my heart. So I took one of these, uh, you know, limited edition type of action figures that I didn't know would be worth shit tons of money later on. <laughs> I spray painted in black because he broke my heart. I do have another one that is in its original form right here. So yeah. Why not have two of them and spray? I'm telling you, man, that Hogan heel turn hurt me. It cut me deep. That's why I chose these losses. 
I have two of those LGN ones from him. They're both beat the hell though. I used to play with them. Oh, uh, there's one spray decks. painted black. It's limited edition, one of one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, getting back to the match. Uh, hey, Mike, Nitro Girls opening up. Who's your favorite oh. Nitro Girl? Every single one of them. No, no one dancing. <laughs> Whoever's available. To us. That, that's Over. Right. DDP's well, wife was uh, yeah, DDP's no one, wife. No one yeah. dancing was my favorite. So, yeah. Shawn Michaels has one. I'll take the spares. They yeah, can whatever. Have. Or, or the <laughs> seconds, right? Either one. <laughs> seconds. Third, so it don't matter to me. Well, if I'm here and you're here, you know. Because they'll so get to talk Lex, to you. We have Lex come out, all right, for, uh, you know, first. And then we have Hulk Hogan's entrance. With the air guitar alone, what'd you think of the NWO music and the air guitar here, James? Uh, he, I don't know, man. I just, I it, it took me a long time to listen to that Hendrix song again. This, you know, and appreciate it. I'm not even gonna lie. Wow, 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 wow! Like it just, it did something to me in that entrance. Which, granted, uh, there's something. I think it's this one. Yeah. Uh, number one, Buffer says the torture rack of doom when he comes out, so I thought it was hilarious. But they say, uh, I believe it's Heenan, that says, uh, like, oh, he let him have his time, and now, uh, you know, Hogan's coming out next. And I was like, wow, well, he's the champ. <laughs> Doesn't he come out last? You know, but anyway. Yeah, that uh, the, the air guitar heel. So NWO belt, graffiti uh, on the belt, Adam. As a wrestling purist, what would you think of this, pal? I was kind of 50-50 on it because, you know, because when you spray paint it, you make it as a prop. That's what it kind of, they kind of make it look like. But at the same time, they turned around and started making profit on it, selling NWO belts and this, that, and the other. So in one hand, it's, it's kind of disrespectful because they make it look like it's just an inanimate object that it doesn't mean nothing. I'll just spray paint that. Ain't no big deal. But at the same time, I know why they did it. So... I'm about 50 50 on it. Hey, uh, coach, you're a Shivani yes. fan, right? Love him. All right. So, Michael Buffer's here. I'm sure you're a fan of Michael Buffer in a way, like I am, correct? Yeah, I do. I, I like him, but I don't like how he sues people all the time now. That's why, uh, that's Conrad, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, you should be able to bring up new guys. And if they want to emulate you, and if, I mean, imitation is the highest form of flattery, from what I understand. It's not like anyone's profiting off it. They're not going in the ring. And if somebody went in the ring and did that, that's a different story. But he goes after anybody. You Literally, know, so. we play the whole episode of a, of, a, of a pay-per-view on a podcast. But as soon as they bring up Michael Buffer, Shivani's like, nope, nope, nope. Like, yeah. it's just hilarious to me. So I decided, uh, I, I was a fan of his too. Devin, you're a young guy. What did you think of uh, Michael Buffer's? Uh, For the thousands in attendance. Honestly, uh, uh, Michael Rena. Buffer... When I was growing up, I thought he was just WCW's, like, I don't know, uh, like, just their Terry Finkel. I didn't think – or Howard Finkel. I didn't think that he was, like, a, a big name until I got older. So Right, because he had a contract with them. Yeah, the naivety of you sometimes just floors me about how young you were around when all this stuff happened. Because well, he's, he like, the biggest announcer. Sick. Like, he's the wow. dude that does all these big-ass fights. And Devin's like, I thought he was just WCW guy. <laughs> so when I got older and went back and started watching WCW, I thought he was just like copying Triple H's like 
Oh, let's get ready to <laughs> suck it. <laughs> That's where Wade's got it from. Oh, yeah, man, yeah, dude. Now, yeah. now we're this dude was Later, the dude. Like, there's a reason Buffer gets paid, you know, by the word, pretty much. But did he not have a big contract anyways? Yeah. They paid him, yeah. like, I think a million dollars a year or something like that. Yep. Even uh, even David Penzer and all the guys really hated when he came on because those guys did all the time. They won the main event. So yeah. there was even dissension in the ranks. He wasn't well well liked by anybody. But the fans during that time, bar none, the best in the game. But yeah, you know you say that. It's funny you say that, Coach, because you think about it, it still goes on today without the ring announcers. It's everything with with wrestling when they bring on these big names for the big events. And the guys that are grinding every day aren't the main event, right? Exactly. Yeah. And Michael Buffer was one of the pioneers. I yeah, mean, definitely. Kind of orchestrated that whole thing. Very, very good point. So I like this line, guys. The man with the biggest ego, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And I think that is hilarious for one reason. He's in the ring with the biggest narcissist of all, Lex Luger. <laughs> so, Adam, you have Hogan selling the arm here. Do you, what do you think of Hogan as a seller? I think he's underrated. Hell yeah. Uh, he's definitely underrated because if you'll watch towards the end of the match, he just stands there giving it this number for – I swear, two minutes waiting on Luger to put him in the torture rack. Because I mean, it's he's so underrated. I mean, he's he can as good as he is in the ring as far as being offensive. He's just as good as, as selling to me. So we have a real slow start here, Mike. But do you think that's important to the match? Um, yeah, well, and we got Luger too, so it's not. <laughs> I think it's the wrestlers that are in there. They're both. They're not in-ring workers to me. Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. So we have Hogan rock or sucks, <laughs> not rocks, not rocks at all. <laughs> Hogan sucks chance, James. Now, when you were watching this, were you crying as a child? No, Hogan did suck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Did you, think back? did you think back and did the feelings come back of, of what he did it's, to you? Well, deception, yes. I get you now, like. I was chanting Hogan sucks because of the deception that he did. I get what you're saying now. But, yeah, the Hogan sucks chants were very early in the match, and I thought that was it adds a lot to it. And I want to give a special shout-out to uh, Pee Wee Anderson, man, the referee, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. But Hogan doesn't suck. Oh, Pee, -wee, Pee Wee's reaction? So point to the sky. Point, point to the sky because Pee Wee's up there. He died yeah. of uh, testicular cancer in 99. His, his reaction when Hogan taps is, is amazing. So hey, you're not there yet. Slow down, buddy. Slow down. <laughs> yeah, but for y'all to look at. Yeah, spoiler alert 98. Nice. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? It's only 22 years old. 25. You know, what's math? You're just a dude that deals with numbers every day. Yeah, what the fuck? I, yeah. I, did, I, have, a, I have a computer that does it for me. But anyway, so we have Hogan stomping Luger in the corner, foot on the neck, elbow to the neck. Coach. As someone that grew up watching Hulk Hogan at like the same age as me, do you think he always worked as a heel, even though he was a baby face? Brother. You know, I think uh, it's all about the persona. Uh, a good guy can get away with heel moves and a bad guy will get booed. You know, Hulk had the same repertoire of moves from 82 to, <laughs> to Timbuktu, you know, it was the same match. It, but it was all about what gimmick he was using. If he was in the uh, red and gold, he was getting his butt kicked 80% of the match. And he'd come back with the, you know, and get hulked up. But he doesn't need to get hulked up in this time. 
you know, but he still kind of did it. But he was more Weasley in words and actions. And that's why he got booed during this time. I just want everybody to know if you're watching the video at home, I just, my beer just exploded onto the screen, <laughs> onto my notes, onto the computer, onto the clothes folded next to me that my yeah. wife clean. Um, and now it's just on the floor and it's just overflowing. I don't know what to do. Well, so what are you going to do when Hulkamania <laughs> runs wild on you, Brad? I, mean, I guess at this point, I just use this, these pair of shorts to clean the screen, right? Yep, so I would. That. And then uh, the papers. Those look like <laughs> boxers. Are those boxers? I'm in trouble. That's all I know right now is I'm in trouble with this. This is not going to be good for me. Not going to be good. There, there... I really hope she comes up here while we're recording. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Man needs an adult in his house. Brad needs an adult in his house. Right? All right. Coach, you got on Facebook Messenger and tell her what Brad did. <laughs> yeah, hey, Deb. Everything's, everything's wet. Everything's wet, damn it. Here, I'm gonna uh, voice. I'm gonna voice messenger right now. Funny hey, thing Dad. is, that's the that's the first time anything's uh, been wet in that room in a long time. You know where she's yes. at right now, by the way. She's at beer on your thumb, and she's you got beer on your bra. Check in. No, there's the high school kids. Seriously, Brad, Brad, how long has it been since anything else has been wet in that room? <laughs> I mean, we already know he can only handle eight seconds in the box. You know what I'm saying? Okay, whatever. We covered anyway, that I, I'm all of a sudden I have Goldberg notes in front of me, but I, it's not uh, what we're well, doing here. Here's one thing I wanted to ask Adam. Uh, <laughs> when they're kicking and doing all that shit, he's stomping him in the corner, blah, 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 all that. Pee Wee grabs him and pulls him away. Like, why can he not stomp out Hogan in the corner? Like, why does the ref pull him away when they're doing that? It's not it's like he's five, choking him. It's the five second rule because it's like kicking close fist. And plus, oh, kind of you know, like not you, allowing, not allowing a fair like opponent, you know, a chance, I guess. Even though they're allowed to stand on the corner and do ten punches or ten uh, headbutts into the corner, if they're leaning and kicking and punching, there's a five count. Gotcha. You think I could just put these clothes back in this pile here and let it dry? You should never know. <laughs> yeah, dude, because spilled beer never stinks when it dries on. Yeah, the I, I kind of want to play it and just see how it goes. What, what kind of beer was it? It's uh, Yingling because I'm in Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, right. that shit stinks. Yeah. Hundred on about. tap, hundred on tap at City Works. Not one Yingling. What the fuck? <laughs> all day, <laughs> all day IPA, baby. So, uh, all right. So Hogan's dominating, dominating early, and he is the heel. Devin, do you think that's unusual for uh, the heel to get a hot start instead of the face? Uh, yeah. For the start of the match, that quick for the heel to go off. Normally, you'd like the baby face to get a little reaction and then go slower down. But kind of like you asked Mike earlier about it, be, it speeding up the whole match. It starts slow and then progressively gets, you know, to the crescendo. So I think it was, it was kind of needed in this. They didn't have too long. James said it was only about 11 minutes. So they need to, I feel like get to Hogan, get in the heat quicker. So I'm going to put this to bed after this because uh, I'm done talking about this beer, but here's the reason it exploded. It's frozen. Oh, Freaking two fridge is too good, right? Alcohol abuse. So well, alcohol doesn't freeze. So all you're drinking right now is alcohol. <laughs> I fucking love that, Mike. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you're right. I put my vodka in the freezer. Very good. <laughs> that is so badass. Uh Adam, I wanted to ask you too. We talked about his selling, but is is Hogan underrated as a in-ring worker? I think so because everybody, you know, him coming through the sports entertainment era. I mean, and I, I've said this in the past to a couple of people. Go back and look at some of his Japanese stuff when uh, he was over there doing any, any of his Japan work. 
he's probably top five wrestlers back then as far as work rate and everything. But then when Hulkamania started and he he was paid to be an entertainer, well, I do all that extra crap. All you got to do is Hogan must pose. And he made millions of dollars going out there posing, throwing his shirt, ripping it. And you know how many times I tried ripping my shirt and couldn't do it? You got to have his ass. He cut, he cut the top of it. He cheated and cut the top. I didn't know it. So yeah, you I, know, remember, like, I remember my dad that pointing that out to me one time. He's like, yeah, if you notice it, it never had a collar and it kind of had like a V-neck thing. So he could just go in. I, and I, was like, I didn't rip my first shirt until I was what? 32. <laughs> You know, it's just kind of like Stone Cold not drinking his beer. Yeah, he spilled it all, just like this guy had a gimmick shirt. We know, right? Luger got I a bad rap. Do I'm not sorry. talk to Robert Stone Cold in that way. Oh yeah, he drank a lot of that beer. <laughs> Boom! He just that is funny. He talks it. about our WrestleMania 30 when him, Rock, and Hogan were in the ring, and he's like, "Yeah, me and Rock bashed the beers, and, you know, dumped like half of it on us, you know, blah blah." He's like. Then you look at Hogan, he's over there like sipping it, drinking it. He's like, no, you don't do that, Terry. <laughs> like, you know, spill it on you. <laughs> I didn't notice. You do look like Hogan's over there just like. Well, he was having a good time. Rocking, he was you know, I didn't notice when he did that back body drop on there. Hogan looked in the camera and said, that's for you, Big Nick in Montreal. You think that had something to do with the Montreal school job? Because that was like what a month after. No, this is know. August. Yeah, Montreal school job's school not till November. November. Okay, well then I got it wrong. I got date wrong. My bad. All right, we appreciate it. Well, look at Coach smiling over I there. What are you on TV? No, <laughs> uh, I laughed about how stupid that comment was. But it was, uh... <laughs> what, mine? <laughs> yeah, yours. Yeah. Well, I, I got my I got my dates wrong because I uh, school job was in '97. I thought it was right right before that. No, actually, if you look it up, if you remember uh, Dino Bravo, he was killed in Montreal, and the shout out was to his assassin because Hulk okay. and Dino had heat back in WWE. WWF. Okay. Well, see, there we go. I got my answer. Don't, don't you remember That's Dino Bravo was paid? <laughs> Dino Bravo was paid a hundred thousand dollars to break Hogan's arm. Remember? That's right. Oh, that yeah. was a okay. chic. I yeah, he, I, uh, he had to break his leg question. though. Uh, Dino so broke was his Hogan, arm. Was Hogan? Yeah, I still got my answer for it. God damn! What are we doing? Dark side of the ring of Dino, or what, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's total bullshit. I was just making it. <laughs> I do want to ask a question though about uh when they go to the commercial break during the match and they come back That's from frozen. commercial break, uh you hear Heenan very first thing after commercial break. Uh, you're right about that, Shivani. Like right as they come back in. And I wonder if Heenan did that on purpose because, you know, they supposedly had heat and stuff. So if he just did that to like, hey, Shivani said something, you know, informative, but it was on the commercial break and nobody heard it. You know, that he, type of shit. He done that a couple of times because well, I can't remember what I was watching, but somebody was biting somebody in the ring. Ooh. And then uh, Bobby Heenan <laughs> says, hey, Tony, so, you know, about biting. Do you remember last night? Tony says, shut up, Bobby. <laughs> like in the middle guys, of the broadcast, just shut up. Just sorry, guys. Biting is still prevalent in wrestling, huh? And uh, shout out to Tony. Hope he's feeling all right after he was assaulted by MJF last night. Uh, hell, hell, of of hell of a bump. All all, all reports uh, today is that he is uh, resting comfortably, and uh, Lois is being nice to him. So I wanted to get into Luger getting a bad rep because he didn't grow up a wrestling fan. Mike, do you think that's fair? No, 
because I mean, there's a lot of them that don't grow up or grow up not a wrestling fan. <clears throat> there's been several people. Kurt Angle wasn't a wrestling fan growing up, so I don't think that's fair. And you know, look what he did. He he became somebody in there, so he kind of made up for everything else. He didn't have a idol that he was trying to be after or anything else like that. He came up as on his own for his own. Well, it was a different generation as well. You know, they were still kind of living under the uh, Old Testament of kayfabe and everything else where you were bred into the industry. Recently, right. even even in the late 90s up until now, any Tom, Dick or Harry can get into it. If you're bigger, you can fly. So it's, it's just a different mindset. But, yeah, no, I understand. Lex Luger was a star in basketball and football. He didn't have time to watch wrestling as a kid. He was an athlete. Yeah, if you watch that uh, thing they had on A&E for WWE, that was a great episode for him. And it tells so much about everything for him. And, I mean, he just – he wasn't wrestling. He was more into other different sports and everything, so. Yeah. You know, and it's it, – you're so right. Uh, we bring it up every week with this, uh, the A&E documentaries. But, again, Lex Luger's is uh, – It's amazing. I think that's one of the best ones there is. It, it, I, I, I think it's the best show on TV right now. <laughs> I really do. I think it's the best. The biographies are unbelievably so well done. So well and, let me, and let me give Lex a plug real quick. Uh, I had the honor of going to man camp with Lex Luger and Nikita Koloff uh, back last year in April. Lex and Nikita run a camp twice a year. It's five days. It's in Royston, Georgia. So we, I flew to Atlanta, went to Royston, and it's a tremendous uh, week of, you know, uplifting. It is a spiritual camp, but you know, you do a lot of stuff. You get to shoot guns and you get to chase things. There's deer, whatever, in the trees. So if you're a city slicker, it's, it's an interesting experience. And I wanted to ask you, Devin, is this, uh, is this Lex Luger's biggest moment? Uh, I believe it is. Uh, earlier in the show, he, uh, he cuts a promo saying that tonight will be the biggest moment in his career. And if he's able to defeat Hogan, it will be his career-defining moment. And... I can't think of a bigger moment in his career. You know, and it's, so, it's so funny. Well, I mean, Yokozuna was a big deal. Yeah, I was about to say, this and Yokozuna is probably Alex his Express. two. Like, those are probably his Starting two Nitro. moments. I know, but he, he also yeah, earned. first Nitro. He earned this moment. Uh, he earned this moment back from a guy that didn't want him there. Uh, he, he earned his way back into a position where he was supposed to fail. He was, he was basically given an offer. Like they say, an offer you can't refuse. He was given an offer he should have refused. Uh, if we're, what we're talking about here, what I'm talking about here is Eric Bischoff uh, offered him $150,000 to come back to WCW when he found out he wanted to come back, which was $600,000 less uh, than what he was making already. Uh, he And he said, I'm going to take this opportunity and earn my way back. And it, he definitely did here. Uh, love him or hate him in this time. You can't take that away from him. So we have a really, um, we have a really Hogan playing to the crowd. Yeah. James, do you think he is a like just that good of a heel? Did you know it at the time, or you were just mad at him because he let you down? Like, what is it about this that made you want to do this? Uh, like, how how well did he, did he really get over on you? The heel, it was real, man. Like when he turned heel, because I mean, you think about like you know, fucking Scott Hall comes down first, Nash comes down later, you know. Uh, the adjective, you know, like all that shit. They go to Great American Bash. They win the titles. They powerbomb. Or no, I don't know if they had a match, actually. But I remember they powerbomb Bischoff through the table. Mind you, I didn't see uh, any of these 
live. I saw like the replays on Nitro when they do it, like, you know, what happened last night type of stuff. And I mean, they just came in and took over. They uh, torpedoed Rey Mysterio into a fucking trailer. Like it was hostile takeover. And you wanted like, man, somebody from WCW's got to step up. They won everything when they came in. There's just heat, heat, heat. Hogan was just beating everybody. Like you wanted this, man. For the good of the company, like y'all got to take this shit over, man. You're letting the you're letting the uh, inmates run the asylum type of thing. So yeah. All right. I mean, so James, question: Were you a Sting fan? Big time. All right. So would you have felt the same way if Sting was the one that was the third man? <sighs> Probably, like but not as extreme as like, this is Hogan, man. This is the guy like sting was cool. You know, WCW's guy. Cause I was a little stinger, but Hogan is the reason anybody's like watching, you know, I'm with you, man. And I mean, Ho I told you guys what Hogan meant to me last week, just like he did to you, James. Uh, I mean, he is the reason I am a wrestling fan. He's not the reason I stayed one, but he's the reason I became one. He was bigger than life. Mm -hmm. He was the vitamins. Say your prayers. You, I mean, when when he would hold up, real, there ain't nothing like that, dude. Like he take, he's getting his ass beat, getting his ass beat, and all of a sudden there's that one punch. He's just like, oh, boom, on his knees, fucking sold. <laughs> you know, you just see the crowd jumping, people are waving, like they they know it's coming and they want it so bad, and it just, you know, was it boot leg drop thermos? <laughs> I mean, you know, it was there, man. It, I, I think it's huge. Lost, like man. Logan was the guy. You rooted for him to win as a baby face. We always want the championship to change hands now. Let's face it. We don't care. We want we want to see something happen. Yeah. We wanted him to win. We want him to stay champion. That is that is hard. That is you know, he he had it. He had it. And he's I still I still watch it. I love this match. You know, and he lost, but I, I still love Hogan, even as a bad guy. I, I watched him. every Monday for him to get his comeuppance. Like that's yeah. what it was. Somebody's gotta beat this motherfucker. He's a bad guy. He took our business from us, and he's like, somebody's got to beat him, you know? So we have a good suplex by Hogan. Luger out of two. Second one, out again. Hogan talking to the camera, then the ref, working everybody. Chops You're about Hogan. to get your ass busted. That's what he says to a B-Week. <laughs> camera picks uh, that one up big time. Didn't hear many woos for the chops, which is uh, unusual. Then we have the big boot by Hogan, and Shivani calls this foot to the face can shivani get it right at all you <laughs> can't, can't name a spine buster he can't he calls it whatever big foot to the face like what in the world all right so then we have the body slam and the leg drop by hogan luger so but luger kicks out is this the first time this has ever happened devin i don't believe so i'm pretty Why sure not? ultimate warrior yeah. kicked out of it at wrestlemania there you go. And, and if you listen to it, the commentary, they say during the commercial break, he got hit with the chair. Yeah. So then he so, misses yeah. the next one. But then we got everybody in the ring now. We got Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Macho Man. Was this necessary? Uh, was this necessary? All right, Adam. Oh, what happened? <laughs> you were raising your hand. I, no, I, I was doing Macho Man. You got to see the difference between raising the hand and doing the Macho Man. All right. All right, well, now you're up. Was this necessary, uh, Adam? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely up. But, uh, I mean, him Blue being the heel. So, I'm okay with KOC. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, him, so, Mr. Thomas, since he's the leader of the NWO anyway, and since he was, he got the early 
the early advantage over Luger at the beginning. And then when Luger started coming back, that's when everybody comes in. Because that's what heels do. Heels don't fight fair. And that, that was a normal thing for Hogan. You, come on. It was always Nash. Nash and Hall, mostly. And it was and Macho Man didn't come out a whole lot. But it was mostly them two guys. And you, you'll notice every time they come out, it doesn't do well for him. So, that's what I'm talking about, though. Like, Hogan was such a bastard heel that, like, oh, you know, everybody come and save me, save me. Like, that's how, you know, they built him as, like, this dude. And, he it ne- like, and it never works out for him. It's like, heel type stuff. So he always did the back rake and everything. That's what I loved about Hogan. Even in the even in the red and yellow, he did the back rakes. He did the eyes, the eye gouges, stuff like that. So even then, he had heel, he had heel tendencies. But... Yeah, this is something he always had to do. He always had to have backup. I'm surprised they wasn't out there for the whole match anyway. Right. I, I thought maybe I didn't remember the lead up, but I was wondering if they were not allowed to be out there because that happens sometimes. I, I was wondering that. Comes out the he next match, comes out alone too. He could so have at least had serious. Virgil or Vincent out there. My gosh. Somebody. Yeah, somebody. So we have so, Luger, Luger Queen. Actually, uh, earlier ahead, in the Devin. same show, sorry to cut you off, but no, everyone no, okay, of the NWO, everyone had a match earlier in this night because it's the first ever three-hour nitro every single nwo member had a match in this even bischoff well not not motherfucker nothing there was like also the hundredth match it was also the hundredth match the hundredth episode yeah 100 yeah keeping it 100 all right so we um so then uh luger actually cleans house here i mean they really didn't stand a chance against him and very quickly he gets him up into that torture rack and it's not long. It's well, not long. he does this. You got to say, like, he does this, and then you see the crowd go fucking He does what, James, bananas. for those of us that aren't watching on video? He does the uh, torture rack sign, and the okay. crowd goes fucking apeshit. They know it's coming. We all know it's coming. Because, like you said, he uh, he got him to tap on it, you know, earlier. So it's like, holy fuck, is Luger going to do it? Is Luger going to save the, save the company? Save WCW? So let me ask you, Coach. How often do you see Hulk Hogan submit? Not very often. Uh, <laughs> I think I can count it on one hand. I know that, one other time. That's it. Yeah. I mean, Lex Luger was probably one of the only people I would root for against Hulk because I was team W NWO all the way, but I, I loved Lex Luger, you know, 86 was my wheelhouse. That's when I was 12 years old. So to see him come up through the four horsemen and everything, you just kind of grow an attachment to people that you followed for a long time. So to see Lex finally get his moment, that was great. And uh, to see him lose it, that sucked. Mike, it was a ro- roller coaster week. Mike, did you believe the excitement here by Luger? Did you believe he was truly happy or was he putting on a show? I think he was happy because I think at that time he, he was more into it at the time. He was into the wrestling. He, was, <clears throat> he wasn't like he was in WWE or WWF at the time. So I think at this time, I think he was happy. He wasn't not disappointed. I mean, he just won the world title. That was his first championship since 92, I believe. Yeah, 92, yeah. Because I don't think... I got something on this. Uh, I would like to double down on what Mike's saying. I think Luger was happy because wrestling was the hottest it's ever been. Like, if you think when Luger was there, some would say that those were dips in wrestling. You know, the obviously the American Lex Express, whatever thing did not work when he was at the Crockett. You know, it was starting to go down when he was, you know, there. 
Like, so, you know, and obviously, I don't know. But, yeah, so when he wins the title and wrestling's probably, like, it's in its hottest era for sure, I think it is kind of like, I think he actually was excited. Yeah, and he, and like what Eric Bischoff said before, like with the contract, you know, he proved to him and everybody else that he wanted to be there. So, it, you know, it kind of meant something to him then. Absolutely. And yes, it wasn't a five-star match, but who the hell cares? It, it accomplished what it needed to accomplish. And let me talk about that for a minute with the everybody that came to the ring. That was, every baby face came to the ring. What'd you think of that, Devin? I love that, honestly. It's showing that the union, like everyone's united for WCW. Luger did it for us. That's what I'm saying. You know? Okay, but you had Big Show come out, or John at the time. He then recently he's... got his whole, the whole NWO turned on him. Yeah, but he switched back and forth 15 times in like two months. Let's see, Hogan actually he was a beat this time. Giant. Yeah, this this week he was a face, so he yeah. came out and then and then you seen little Ray Mysterio kind of jump on his back and everything. Luger won the title. Luger won the title. Shivani's voice is cracking. Oh, see, bad. Hogan beat Hogan beat the giant a year prior to win the ta- did win the title, and he had been champion that whole time. So I guess that's why he was still babyface then, because he got beat by Hollywood Hogan. You know what's crazy? If you protect a move like the torture rack and then he uses the torture rack to win, it's also a big pop. And I think Hogan tapped because Lex didn't have a, uh, like, pinning finisher. He had the torture rack. I'm going to go off on a little bit here. because There's a lot of NWO shirts in the crowd, right? Can we agree to that? A lot. Oh, yeah. So why the, fuck, why the fuck are they, are they not booing? Did it seem like everybody was on Lex's side here? Yeah. It's, it's fun to it boo. It seemed like it, but yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I agree with you because, I mean, I was an NWO fan. I mean, they and, act like a tyrant was defeated. <laughs> you know, like everybody's going ape shit, crowd's going ape shit. Maybe they're just cheering because they saw a change, you know? But I think it was a good – I don't know, man. I, I think when Luger, the crowd goes ape shit, for this, it's just big to me. Like, it gets – I think Luger, Luger actually wanted to be there because, like Brad said earlier, he took a huge pay cut. To go to WCW, so why else would you want to go to WCW other than for the joy of being there to wrestle? So I think he was genuinely happy with everything he was doing. You think it had something to do with his time in WWF? Like he had to hate WWF that much to take that big of a pay cut to go WCW do the same thing. Yeah. Or was that the only thing offered? Uh, what he, was else? Offered, he was offered a con uh, thing with WWF. Well, they were well, it wasn't multi millions at like ninety-five. Yeah, I, I thought his contract was just forgot about, and like it was secretly just not picked up, and that's why he <laughs> left yeah. because they didn't even care to let him let to let anybody know his contract was up. The loophole. The, the way I listened to it is that does that sound right, Coach? Oh, that's that's a hundred percent right, and uh, I I would say that Lex he he never really enjoyed. The wrestling part he's even stated that you know it was just a job for him but i think at this time he's a competitor and i think that once he got into the moment you know his old sports instincts kind of kicked in but you know i i, I think lex has, has truly changed also he likes wrestling now i don't think he really liked wrestling back then he did he definitely didn't like the fans he's made that well known you know you you couldn't go up to Lex Luger and get an autograph, whether he was a good guy or a bad guy. Well, 
you know, it's kind of like back then when they were pushing him, they pushed him to the moon with the Lex Express and all that. And then his contract ends and like nobody says anything about it. That would make me feel like, well, damn, they really don't care because if they really cared about me, they'd have been on top of that. They'd have been on top of my contract. They'd have offered me something weeks ago. But the fact that nobody acknowledged my contract was up, that would make me feel kind of, wow, do they really want me here? Type yeah, of but, but back in that day, though, didn't that not happen several times? I mean, it's not like they had like a Google Drive type deal where they say, hey, you know, Luger's contract's coming up in a month. Yeah, it happened to a couple months. guys. <clears throat> that, so, I mean, it, it happened. You know, it just time's rolling. Let's keep on going. And, you know, it's and not. I think like it was just a timing thing for Lex. Yeah. Well, I will- I will say this. Um, I, this ended oddly for me because usually they ended right then and you're desperately out of time. This went on for a while, this ending. And you had uh, no desperately out of time. And then you had a celebration in the back. You had Hogan in the back flipping tables. Why are then- you making that face, Brad? I- you had Lex Luger celebrating with all the faces in the background. Ray Mysterio is one of the people up front. They're fucking dumping shit all over them. They're cheering, man. WCW won the belt back, bro. What the hell are you talking? This went on too long. No, this is a war, and they finally got the upper hand. After I don't like buy it. I think the match ended early, and they needed to fill time. Well, that's TV. You I'm know, just you want to no, you want all, a celebration. I'll disagree. I'll disagree. I, making, on, I'm going to turn the camera. Legs. You want? You want? I I, I, dis- I disagree too. So go ahead. Here's coach. why I disagree. It was kind of a throwback to the old uh, NWA. If you remember when Ricky Steamboat beat Ric Flair, they had that big everybody come down to the ring. They did that when Dusty won the championship. When Ricky won against Ric Flair, remember they poured the champagne in his eyes and his eyes were burning. When Hogan won it, Andre fucking blasted him with champagne. Might be a good Tony. I I think it was planned. I think it was planned too because they just happened to have champagne back there that night. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the paint faces dinner. are chanting Luger, Luger, which kind of reminds me of a. You remember at this one WrestleMania match we covered earlier, where the whole all the faces are watching the monitor. Kofi, Kofi. I mean, it's right. kind of the same. Like it's the same thing, and, you know. Well, four months later, when Sting finally defeats Hulk Hogan or Hollywood Hogan, the whole babyface crowd comes out and celebrates with him again. So. I think it's just it's the era. War, man. Right, well, fuck, well, fuck me, all right? Territory. I just right. think it was the whole NWO versus WCW deal. I think yeah, that's, yeah, all that's right. exactly well, I'll tell you this. What's a nice touch was him washing the belt. That was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it didn't take no paint off. It didn't take it off. Listen, it's notice, a marker, buddy. It's a freaking Sharpie. <laughs> what are you going to do? Spray paint. It's not it's, it's permanent marker. marker. It had lacquer in it, but apparently it wasn't strong When he was in the ring, he did not have a marker on there. He had a spray paint. Yeah, but that was a different belt. Oh, was right. it? I'm done with this match. Right. Is that the belt? Is that the belt that they lost to Longhorn, or is that the different belt? The whole business that- doesn't work. But, but if you notice, when he's really not, has that belt. Yeah, you when, he, when he's like doing it, it it don't come off. It's covered with champagne, so it's not coming off. You're so you know, Mike. I know. <laughs> The champagne of beers. I could use one. I have a frozen beer, and this one's gone. <laughs> right? I, mean, I might need to duck yeah. out for a minute and get one. I know. I think we're desperately yeah. out of time on this match. Uh, yeah, plus, work called. I'm like, yeah, you know I'm recording. Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> and as I look at it, we have uh, Devin with the topic. So, uh, Devin. Take so, we got, 
Devin, hey, hold Brad, on. Brad, we got about five minutes, so go get you another beer because Devin's going to be talking about yeah, Sammy. No. I, I oh, Sammy, this week on his vlog, said. <laughs> All hey, right, Devin, so actually, De- go ahead, buddy. So my topic this week is not about Sammy at all. It's about something that just happened to me right before we fucking recorded. So I'm walking here. I, I went to the store real quick, pick up some Nitro Pepsis. Hmm, those are my jam. But so I'm on my way back. It's about 645. And my neighbors, they're outside looking because there's a double rainbow outside. It's honestly, it, it's really beautiful. Uh, they're taking pictures of it and stuff. So I stopped, say hello to them real quick. And uh, I just keep walking. I, I try to keep walking. And they stopped me, wanted to talk about every single thing in the book. They had kids that are only like three years younger than me. So right now they're in like their senior and junior year of college. So they're talking about that to me. They're trying to just keep talking. I'm telling them, hey, I got to leave. I, I have a podcast to record. And they just do not care. They don't even acknowledge that I'm trying to leave. Like, so they just keep following <laughs> me down, down all the way to my house. We're standing in front of my house in my driveway. And they're just still talking my ear off. Like, how the hell do I leave this conversation without acting like an asshole? What, what we well, that's what I'm about. saying. Like, once again, you value something greater than us, and you're just like, hey, I have a podcast new, and then just, like, stand there. I got to do something. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, no, how do I say bye? Like, you're a bitch. <laughs> hey, you know what you do? When they're talking in the middle of it, you say, all right, peace out. I got to go. I got some shit I got to do. <laughs> I mean, oh, you just turn around. <laughs> you're in front of your house. You walk inside your house, you shut the door, and you come lock, down here to lock, whatever you <laughs> yeah. do. Or, or, you can, or you can say, hey, Erica, bitch. come here for a minute. Bitch. So <laughs> I'm, Erica's coaching cheerleading. Well, she got home like half an hour ago, but she was coaching cheerleading at the time. So I'm the only one there. And like, I don't know. I just, I didn't know how to not be rude. Hey, you'll so grow I up may start like five Confrontation minutes and you're like, someday you'll be a man. Send one of your cats outside. Hey, talk to my cat. I don't want to listen. <laughs> my cats aren't going outside. <laughs> my, I got an outside cat. Oh, fucking hey, so okay. that, uh... Well, speaking of cats, so oh, I I had another topic. It, it was uh, it wasn't about cats. It's about dogs. So recently, we just had the Labor Day fireworks in our town, and Erica's niece thought it was a bright idea to bring her little puppy to the town fireworks. <laughs> So they're sitting like 20 feet behind us. We're watching the fireworks and stuff. When uh, the fireworks are all over, we turn around. Her niece is not there and her whole group of friends. They're not there. We're like, I wonder what's going on. So Erica calls up her niece. Oh, I can't talk right now. We're looking for our puppy. It ran off during the fireworks show. Who the fuck thinks it's a smart idea to bring puppy to a fireworks show? Real. Oh, my gosh. My dog's my full-grown dog that my mom has. It freaks out when there's fireworks going on. And that's at home. That's not even at the, like, uh, it was just, <laughs> it was a shit show. They found the dog, like, the next day or later that night. But You know what I do? Because, you know, I am go out hunting and stuff, so I take a dog with me sometimes. But I tie it to a tree or, you know, get leashed up and fire off the gun a couple of times. That way it gets used to the sound. I don't like shoot at it. I don't try to scare it. Like it scares it, but try to get used to it. So now I got one, you know, I can be up in my tree stand and I got my one dog would be right down there at the bottom of the tree, just sitting there or laying there or whatever. And if I shoot the gun, he's sitting there. What are the beagles? They're healers. 
it's oh, it's okay. actually the same kind of dog like um Eric Bischoff has a blue hero. You told me your kids was underneath your tree stand. Well, I'm trying to teach them how to chase a deer too. They're tied That's up it. next to the yeah. dogs. I, I'm I'm trying to teach them, you know, sniffing. Mike the has a feeder out there for the kids too. <laughs> yeah, it has cereal in it instead of corn. I just see daughter just rolling up like with antlers. Dad found it. <laughs> He's just I, dragging my, fucking deer. My youngest would. That's crazy. My youngest would. Here you go, He's kiddo. Here's you some cat crunch. Thanks for your help. Here's some cat yeah, crunch. My youngest is one out here playing with damn worms and everything <laughs> Dad, else. Dad, it's so a 20 pointer. Just drag yeah. a whole fucking buck. <laughs> here, carry this deer. It builds character. Yeah. My my oldest daughter, she don't want nothing to do with it. My son, he's he's into it a little bit if we go, but he don't give a fuck. He's do you pickle the deer heart? No, fuck that. Hey, oh, that's good. Fuck that. No. Brad's back. Hey, Brad's back. Hey, I did Devin's topic. He had two of them. When Mike leaves, we talk shit about him, but when Brad leaves, we don't say nothing. Yeah, I did though. My first deer, I did kill. We cleaned it out, and I had to take a bite of the heart. Ooh, your very first deer. My very first deer I killed. Yeah, when we cleaned out, that's just one thing. I was with my brother-in-laws and everything else. That's what they said. I'm still yet to get mine. Yep. Well, Maybe I guess uh, up next on the old docket is uh, Adam. So, Adam, what you got for us this week? Uh, so, I've been, um, for some reason, I've been on Netflix and listening to some of these comedians. And here recently, I ran across Jimmy Carr. He's a British comedian, and he is so funny. He uh, He's explained on the stand-up. He says, do you know what a Spider-Man is? And the audience says, well, no. <laughs> he says, it's when you and your girlfriend are about to do whatever, Ooh. and she's looking the opposite way from you. You finish in your hand. She turns around. You throw it at her and say, Spider-Man, throw it in the face. <laughs> I'm going to try it. That's the I'm Spider-Man. Not- <laughs> hey, and, single. You say when you come Man in your hand tonight. and throw it? Spider-Man tonight. You throw it and say Spider-Man and throw it in her face. Hey, I will say on Urban Dictionary, there's a username, Elkenstein, if you search it. Not saying I know who it is, per se, but got a couple doozies. One of them is called the, uh, oh, what is it? The Seminole Wind. One of my favorite, uh, you know, John Anderson songs. But, yeah, one of them is called Seminole Wind. But Or uh, somebody's favorite John Anderson song. (laughs) But, yeah, Elkenstein, Urban Dictionary, check it out. He also does another one called The Pirate. And what you do is you take out one of her eyes, and then when she's like, oh, man, you kick her in the shin, she goes, oh, like a pirate sound. So that's called The Pirate. So, Devin, that's a couple of things you can try this evening. All right. (laughs) Thanks for the tips and tricks. Jimmy Carr is so funny. You get time to watch him on Netflix, I would recommend it because he's great. A little edgy. So if you don't like that edgy comedy, don't watch him. But I think he's hilarious. I mean, I think people that watch us kind of get it. <laughs> you know. Oh, there's a story there. He had a clothes hanger <laughs> joke, but I don't want to go that far. There. But the clothes hanger joke was pretty good, too. Yeah, we change. may leave that one on the uh, cutting room floor, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but he, he he's real good. He, he has... Three on Netflix, and I watched all three, listened to all three today. So there, he, he's great. 
Jimmy Carr. I'll have to check him out. Sorry, you know what else you have to check out? Goldberg right, versus friend. Hollywood Hogan. Wait a minute, did I miss, match. Did I miss movie think? time with Coach? Did I miss the spirit of the heel turn with James Elkeri? Holy fuck, yeah, we did. Damn. Well, hey, go ahead, Coach. <laughs> Take it away um, because uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, here's Spider-Man right next to me. Um, hey, oh. <laughs> 1997. Yeah, there she is. Um, prepare for it later. I'll tell you about it. Oh, hey, oh. <laughs> um, so 1997 was a great year for movies, but the movie I'm going to be uh, talking about today and asking you guys about today is Las Vegas Vacation. Vegas Vacation. Now. Mr. Papa Giorgio. Hell yeah. Right. That's it. <laughs> That's a great movie. I mean, uh, Clark loses all that money in Blackjack. The daughter ends up at a strip club. Uh, the son, I think his name is whatever, Rocky. Vacation. Yeah, Vegas Vacation. It's from 97. <laughs> He's shooting dice. The mom, the mom is hooking up with Wayne Newton. Classic film. The damn tour, but man. Was, you can't forget about the damn tour with the damn bait. Right, exactly. That was a great movie. I love it. But it was just one of a series, you know, Try to exclude the Christmas one because that's its own thing. It has my rules. You know, you could say your uh, whatever that F, F. Mary kill rules. But in this one, leave the Christmas one out. Which one besides Christmas is your favorite? European, Vegas, the original where they go to the uh, amusement park. Which are the ones where they're really on a vacation, not at home? So I other, think than your, other than that one, other than Vegas, is that what you're saying? <clears throat> No, just don't include the Christmas one where they're actually on a trip. Flavor, right? Yeah, I got you. Well, yeah, I mean, and plus they're not on a trip; they're at home. I don't yeah. consider that a vacation. So I'm I want to do vacation movies. So I just want to let you know there's a great drinking game first with Christmas Vacation. I want everybody to play. If they say Griswold Family Christmas, drink half your beer. If they say Christmas, drink one. <laughs> oh, fun night! Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> because. It's right off the bat in that car. Grizzle Family Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Anyway, my answer would be the original vacation. Just because for some reason, after that huge car wreck, he sits rusty down and has a heart to heart with him. Like, I would be so pissed off at that moment after that car. Like, they're all freaking broken down in the middle of nowhere. They have no, nowhere in sight. Yeah. Is there anything? And he's just like, sit down, Russ. And he cracks it. Did he crack a beer? Like, let me tell you, and he's just talking to him. I'm like, dude, there's no fucking way I'm doing that. I am pissed off at all of them, even though it was all my fault. I'm pissed off. Way to keep it cool, right. Clark. <laughs> anyway, next. <laughs> can, can we add in the, the newest one? No, because Thor's in it. <laughs> Thor's in the new one. Yeah, it's well, him. Hey, we got two Coach Rogies up here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're good with one, all right? <laughs> okay. Well, I like the I like the newest one, but the Vegas one, I'd say that's my favorite out of all of them. Yeah. Probably because it's more my age group. Like, I mean, I don't know. But him going out there, Mr. Papitonio or whatever the fuck his name Mr. is. Mr. Papa Giorgio. Papa Giorgio, <laughs> that's it. Papa Giorgio. <laughs> you know, when he first wins, I mean – he goes out there, that damn salt machine, that first one, boom, wins a car. You know, it's, and then he goes up there, and then later on, when they get ready to do the family reunion thing, you know, they walk in there, and he's in a hot tub. He has like four chicks around him, and he's Mr. Papa Giorgio. Like, no, you're Am not. I right? Am I right? 
<laughs> so that one has to be one of my favorites. But that's good shit, man. That's good shit. I'm gonna add on to that because Vegas Vacation is my favorite one as well. His freaking nephew's got all of his face uh, pierced up, so he can't even eat food anymore. He's got to drink everything through a straw. <laughs> Uh, and the cousin, the cousin, she's hot as hell. Yeah. The cousin, she's like one of those little crack whores out there dancing around and everything else. Uh, she takes yeah. the daughter to the uh, carnival where they dance, yeah, they climb go, up the whole they, thing and are dancing. Yeah, on a tower or whatever it is and dancing around. And then at the very end, they leave and they have all these fucking cars. You think they would sell them or something, but they're still damn... The four of them just drive them home. Hey, I one of them has to drive a Dodge Neon. Like, there's <laughs> right. all those other nice cars. The one's a Dodge you Neon. A, you got a Mustang. You got Hummers. You got a Corvette. You got, got a Neon. Got, that, that's where I would win. If I went to Vegas, I would win the Dodge Neon. Yeah. Like, who got to do that? Hey, Coach, by the way, trivia question. Where was Mr. Papa Giorgio from? Oh. You got me. Cuma. Yuma, Arizona. Arizona. Come on. Yeah, you think I would have remembered that. But here's one thing I do remember. Let me tell you a great scene from the uh, from the vacation series. Remember when mom's sex tape went public when she got that camera stolen when she went to the fountain? The European vacation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. European was my least favorite though. That's the one I haven't seen. You know, he gives this local guy a camera where you take a picture and he goes, Yeah, get in the fountain, get in the fountain. And he runs. Well, there's an inappropriate movie with Clark and his wife, and it goes worldwide. That's one of my favorite scenes. Have you seen that video? <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, I have. <laughs> Brad's looking up right now. <laughs> yeah. Adam, we talked about got? we talked about Terry Balea and Chevy Chase's penis. <laughs> I like penises. And do- and don't forget Christy Brinkley in that Corvette. Flipping that. Yes. <laughs> That's going on TikTok. Man. Adam, what you got, please? <laughs> What's your favorite Lampoon vacation movie? God oh, almighty. Having fun tonight. Freaking work call. Any of the vacations are good for me. On the European vacation, I wonder where they're going. But uh, the one, which one is it where he's where they're going to Wally World and he's beside Christy Brinker? First one. First one. That's the first one. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> that is uh, John Candy in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's riding all the rides with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm he's sorry. We're closed. I need to watch this shit now. Let's get high and watch it. Yeah, I ain't watched it forever. <laughs> Sounds good. Not, not I'm bad. Let's get high and watch it. That was before Devin right. was born, right? All of this before Devin's yeah. work, except for maybe, maybe, maybe Vegas. Yeah. Our next bonus, our next bonus episode, we're going to get high and watch them Vegas vacation. <laughs> you guys can watch along with us while we just talk shit. <laughs> hey, gummies and talk shit. Oh, man, I, think my, I think my favorite shit. one is, uh, you know, Animal House. I really like that movie. Uh, you know, Niedermeyer was an asshole. You know, that's Kevin Bacon. Uh, I really related Niedermeyer to Niedermeyer was not Kevin Bacon. Huh? What about Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon was the pledge. Nina Meyer was an asshole that smoked a long cigarette. Does Van Wilder count? An asshole, Nina Meyer. Yeah, we're we're talking about vacation movies, but my okay. So National Lampoon's Van Wilder don't count. 
Yeah, I mean, you guys have all fucked up the rules. So shit. <laughs> Play it your fucking I'm way. So I'm turning my camera off. And that There's was Movie Town with Coach Rosie. <laughs> There's some really bad Lampoon movies, but I've liked most of them anyway. No, I was just talking shit because we were chosen specifically a vacation one. And I just I went to Animal House. I thought we were talking about like the National Lampoon vacation. All right. Then <laughs> fine, I'll, change vacation. The, I'll change the question. No, no. Which, we're good. We're good. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, here, here, here. It's your show, man. Go ahead. It's your show. <laughs> hold on. National Lampoons. You know, we used to watch those movies for the uh, boobs. The boobs. Which yeah. of those uh, tit flicks from uh, uh, the Lampoon Vacation series did you like? Like Van Wilder there and a couple other. I like Van Wilder. Van Wilder was my favorite. But I also, trip. Was Revenge of the Nerds a Lampoon movie? No, but it should be. No. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> he, basically raped, he basically raped his future wife in that. You know that, right? Like he All right, that, moving on. And that was movie time. <laughs> he, he dressed up in that costume. He took her in the back room, and then he, she found out it was the nerd. She consented. She consented. She consented to, to, a, the to an astronaut. She consented to an astronaut or whatever. The fuck. She should have asked. The moon room. Yeah, that would that is not H well. <laughs> she oh should have God. known when it was naked time or yeah, no well, well time. She should have known. There's definitely a penis difference. I'm sure of some kind eleven of inches. Soft. A perjury penis difference. Like Kevin Nash, eleven soft. Soft. Terry Belaya, Hulk Hogan. Soft. Behind, the Terry Belaya story. S A W F. Speaking of the, the spirit of the hill turn. <laughs> I'm gonna swing us away from this shit. Swing <laughs> it. Eleven inches. Z. Uh, yep. My goodness. Eleven soft. He's <laughs> so impressed, baby. like a fucking baby's arm, right? Or oh, whatever yeah. you want. You know what I do want is the penis swinging talk to stop. It's <laughs> Brad's fault. He makes us do that. Speaking of thermoses, what about Hulk Hogan? Right. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. You know, we're doing the spirit of the heel turn, and this is a heel turn episode, brother. And I'm just over here trying to say my prayers and eat my vitamins. Y'all are talking about swinging dicks. Yeah. Who might be the PG one on this episode? Dick swingers? Brad, never mind. Brad said a quote earlier. I'm going to clip till the fucking cows come home. (laughs) That's my (laughs) new ringtone. (laughs) Let me tell you something. But, uh, hell, I guess uh, I flip flopped this whole damn format around because, uh, Speaking of flip-flopping around, let's go with something that was not even announced. It just happened to happen. And that is Goldberg. 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 Versus Hollywood Hogan. And it takes place at WCW Monday Night Show, episode 147. From the Georgia Dome in Atlanta, Georgia, July 6th, 1998. And attendance of 41,000. For a TV episode, 41,412. Match length of about eight minutes, and Meltzer gave it. Who gives a shit? Because if you watch the crowd, I don't give a, You can't rate that less than fucking... Wait, no, wait. Yes, you're right. Watch the crowd and listen to the chants. The whole match is live. Watch the crowd. Watch the crowd and listen to the chants. When they put it on the camera, not one person is saying, Goldberg. Go, but it's fucking loud as hell. Like everybody in the name arena saying it. So there was literally two and a half times the crowd in this match than the first match. Yeah. Yes. Two and a half. for a night. Oh. <laughs> Why do you think Hogan 
rest of that match. It was his idea. Here's his mean? idea. And when he comes out, you know, here comes the eruption. That's what uh, I think somebody says. And then, Hogan uh, wrestled that like, match. Oh, it's bigger than before, which I thought was a uh, good, that's what she said moment. Because J.J. Dillon told him to. That's yeah, why. Contractually obligated. Yeah, contractually obligated. What would you think of the Goldberg presentation there, Devin? I loved it. I think Goldberg's great. Uh, I, I He's so intense. He's so, like, he's just everything about the moment. Like, you so assholes real. weren't glued to your TV and you shake your head all you want. You little motherfuckers are sitting. I hated Goldberg. I hated Goldberg. Shake my head. Shit, I'm, sh- I'm shaking my head. You know why? I'm more he of a is- Goldberg fan. <laughs> Go- Goldberg is good. Be, Brad. Hey, Goldberg could kick. If Goldberg got kicked around with Carmella, the no chin motherfucker, that's Brad. You're pissing off Mike right now. Hey, you know why I'm shaking my head? Goldberg could get kicked in the knee, and what does he do? He's shaking his head. Shaking up. Please go to the up. Mike have a jizz moment in his pants. Fuck that. This day, Goldberg is still like. He's my little brother's favorite. He does the same fucking thing. Yeah, and he's intense. He makes everything look literally real. You kick him in the you're telling me that the same same you kick him in the balls and he's shaking his head. So does Rick Rick Flair do the same damn match every time and everybody what the hell are we talking about here? Rick Flair falls flat on his face in every match. He gets he goes up to the top rope for absolutely no reason. Yes, you can fall (laughs) on your face, but if Rick Flair gets kicked in the stomach, he's selling the stomach. Adam, do you have a question? The reason why Goldberg shit looks so real is because it was because he didn't know how to wrestle. Oh my God. <laughs> right. All right. So anyway, let's get to this. Let's On his this. offense, what about his defense? So Adam, was Goldberg really the answer to Stone Cold, or were they just both bald? I think it was just timing and the fact that they're bald. Because other than them looking alike, they had nothing in common. Nothing. Come, I get he, so tired of hearing it. He come out and had two minute matches, didn't sell for nobody, and Stone Cold come out and got the crowd behind him, and had decent matches. You, you know what the biggest that? thing? The biggest thing about that is Stone Cold could work a match. Wait Goldberg a couldn't. It's not Goldberg's fault. Goldberg was told to do that. It's not, oh, like, it's not like I don't he blame Goldberg at all. I don't blame he him at all. He was told to work like he didn't know what the fuck he was doing Why the whole time. That? Because I I hate <laughs> Goldberg. Brad, it's funny you ask that question because you're kind of like the Stone Cold or Goldberg of the kickout crew. Who is? I'm the- you. Me. Yeah. You're the the goatee. Bald-headed goatee. Who are you after? Is it Goldberg or Stone Cold? Who's the what? Who are you? Are you Stone Cold or are you Goldberg? You know, you I'm Gilbert. Gilbert. He's Gilbert. Well, Gilbert is even better. bag I had that said this show sucks. <laughs> So, all right, <laughs> I'm going to move on. Is the security for the for his protection or for ours, Coach? I, I don't know. It doesn't matter anymore. I don't oh, it's, it's Goldberg. He's a badass. Why does he need security? He can kick everybody's That's ass. That's why I said, is it for his or ours? It's, they're uh, protecting <laughs> him from going crazy. So, why do you need it for every episode? So, who's why on the, the call fuck here, are you James? answering my question? Why did Sabu get wheeled in, fucking strapped to a cart? It's for our safety. Anyway, who's on the call here, James? Well, you know who's on the call. Heenan? No, I don't. Did you not watch it, Brad? I watched it three times. <laughs> it's only four minutes. Three times? <laughs> it's eight. 
I can't hey, watch three goals. Good, that's Uvoni and uh, the professor. All right. So we have the NWO entrance again with Hollywood Hogan. We covered it in the last one. With that's what Tom. they do in hour three. They have uh, Shivani, Heenan, and Tanay. And, and by the way, both entrances were longer than the match. Hey, Devin. Yes, sir. Um, I took my glasses off. You know what that means, right? <laughs> so any indication that you did by Hogan's entrance that he was going to lose? Uh, I mean, I didn't think so. I didn't think so either. I just wanted to hear Hogan you was about. coming out like he's the man. Like honestly, he's it's Hollywood Hogan. He's acting like Hollywood Hogan, being cocky, arrogant, yelling at the crowd, playing his air guitar, being Hollywood Hogan. That I think this he, proves that he um he'll lose if it makes sense. I think it proves yeah. it. He's always and done the gerb, you know. And he did. He will lose if it makes sense, but it's got to make sense. Just like with Stone Cold. Stone Cold walked out. He lost to Billy Kidman. Hogan lost to Billy Kidman. Like he'll he'll wow. take an L. He has no problem taking L's. I'm a bigger I'm a bigger fan of the flock than I am of the NWO. Just saying. What? That doesn't work for me, brother. Was blasphemy being spoke about this? Oh man, the flock was so freaking good, and Billy Kidman being that like heroin addict. Well, hey, when it comes to your turn, you can talk about the flock. We're talking about fucking Goldberg, Hollywood Hogan. Billy Kidman's coming. Cruiserweight champ. Harry Saturn. Cut the waving, never. Very sad. Freaking waving. Who else we got? Let's forget this end of Lodi, sick boy. Let's take it right over. Nah, I'm kidding. Anyway, um, the <laughs> oh, fans is it a hostile takeover like the NWO? The fans erupt at the bell, and Tony Schiavone is on the call. Side headlock by Goldberg. Goldberg knocking down Hogan. Shock on Go- shock on Hogan's face. Mike, the facials. What do you think of Hogan? They're great. Everything it's Hogan telling. does is great. It's called selling. Especially against Goldberg, because everything Goldberg does is shit. And both so of I don't give a fuck who you put in there. You can put anybody in there with Goldberg, and that other person is going to be great. Goldberg can be shit. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Whitaker. Anyway, um, <laughs> where the fuck am I? All right, so then we have taken the time. All right, so they're both very, very methodical again, just like in the last match. Again, I think it adds to the match, just like we said in the last one, so we don't need to get into that. Does the amount of time left in the show, Coach, tell you that maybe this might be a DQ finish? No, it didn't cross my mind at all. I, I didn't uh, I didn't think that one bit. I was kind of focused on the action. The crowd really kept you enthralled. Kind of mm. suspended um, all reality for a little bit, and that's what Eric says. When we can find a way to suspend reality, that's when wrestling's really at its best. But even though it was for only seven, eight minutes, however long it was, it was definitely memorable. It was hey, a Goldberg Devin, match. Three minutes. Devin, on a scale of one to skin cancer, how good is Hogan's tan here? <laughs> he, he was dark as heck. He, uh, leather. Some would say leather. <laughs> he was darker than some black people I know. So. Whoa, well, whoa. Can't wait whoa. for that to get out. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was so originally adam this was for you but i'm gonna go ahead and kick it to mike because it makes more sense now were you chanting with a goldberg chance along here mike (laughs) Uh, no how about you adam no god you guys really hate this guy no it's it's not goldberg's fault it's not his fault it's not it's not at all he's an athlete that got put in the power plant he got trained for six months and they said, okay, we need something to kick up WCW. He's intense. Let's put this guy out there. And then what? when he get and he don't know how to handle politics either. 
when he gets to the back, you got Hogan here, Nash, Scott Hall, uh, Luger, Steve got all these guys telling him what to do. I don't blame Goldberg at all. It's just he shouldn't have been put that fast in the main event. Do you know how fast it is? Yeah. I, I don't blame you. Like eight, eight I, nine months. Eight, eight, eight months. Eight months. Eight months. Ten months. Eight. Eight well, months. when Kurt Angle wins every fucking belt in the company within a year, he'll fucking double down and praise him and get the facial. But he is a wrestler, there. though. He, no. that's the work he can do. What is, that is Angle got booked the same. It's all booking. He just the went in there. It was like day one. Hey, give me the fucking title in eight months. No, nope. this yeah, compare the athleticism yeah. of freaking Angle to Goldberg, dude. Within one year, one year, one year. Angle was, was a storyteller. Goldberg was. I'm just saying. Okay, Angle could have been booked in the dark match for a whole fucking straight year. That's all I'm saying. Booking, it's not like Goldberg went in there, you know, slammed his fist on the table, booked hey, me, me to be champion. Oh, no, if I've been trained six months, I'm not comparing pay, their athletic abilities. I'm just no, saying. No, no, I'm going to go a different direction. I would have done the, I done the so same thing. If he got booked to be champion, you can't hate on Goldberg for. Oh, no, I don't hate Goldberg. No, I don't hate Goldberg. Is Jay Cargill Goldberg? No, it's not Goldberg's fault. It's management's fault for putting him in there too fast. That's what I'm saying. That is Jay about, Cargo. How many people has she fucked up? How many people? What about now? Jack's fucked up. Like, Jay, I, is, it's the not their thing. fault that hey, hey, you're in the main event. Go out there and fucking do. I love. And if and hey. if it was me, I'd have done the same the thing. I'd have said, hell yeah, let's go. Wrestler. I'd have done the same thing. Put me in the main event. I'll go. Yeah, I'll I don't go. blame Jay Cargill. I don't blame Bill Goldberg. What about now? The company's fault for not training them to make sure they're good to go. Yeah, as a wrestler, I don't appreciate how. Okay, you've you've trained for four months. Go out there and get them. Yeah, that's the company's fault. That's not Goldberg being like, "I'm doing." What about now? What about now? You put Goldberg in the ring right now. You get the same Goldberg as you got day one. He's rusty. He's definitely rusty yeah. too. And then Jay Rusty. He sells more now. Since he's gotten older, he sells better. Oh, he should, still get the same move. I think we would care less if he wasn't always in the championship picture. Like I want you to get in the ring at fifty-eight. You get in the ring, pal. Okay, what about what about ten years ago? I like Goldberg now compared to Goldberg in 98. I like Goldberg I, now I, so much more. When Goldberg came back to face Dolph Ziggler, better than... You mean when he... What about when he wrestled Undertaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should have never happened. Terrible. I mean, we know what happened. We watched the Undertaker. That should have never happened. We watched the matches. He almost died. Or yeah. paralyzed. They both... Uh, almost, yeah, he had a concussion. Right. They both almost left out there. Yeah. Goldberg, Goldberg gave himself a concussion before he went to the ring. Yeah, I know. But we'll see. All right. So he would hit butt lockers and give himself a concussion. Why are we just in the coach's GPS? <laughs> so we have haymakers <laughs> whipping him with uh, the belt. No, so wait a minute. I got a question here. He's whipping him with the belt right in front of the referee. Is this a no DQ, James? Must have been. No, it was. They damn sure did it. It was not a no DQ. Cody Rhodes the same thing now. The belt, they're like, oh, yeah. he doesn't want to swing the belt because he may hit a referee and get disqualified. Uh, Heenan, I think, says that. Another chair gets involved in this match, too. And I'm yep. going to get to that, yes, for sure. Yeah. Full Nelson on Hogan from Goldberg. Low blow by Hogan. Clothesline by Hogan and choking Goldberg, missing the elbow. Then you have a terrible clothesline by Goldberg, sends Hogan out of the ring. Charles Robinson really pretending to count here. I mean, let's face it. There was one, two. Anyway, they lock it up again. Hogan throws um, 
outside or throws Goldberg or Goldberg throws Hogan outside the ring. Chair to the back of Hogan. Ref does nothing. I get it. We want to finish here, but do we need it to be so obvious that the ref needs to see James or, or, you know, Well, I mean, Hogan did the chairs out on the outside, you know, this is where Goldberg does not want to be because Hogan on the outside is a master and he hits him with the chair, like a couple times, throws him in the barricade. So, I mean, if, if you allow it, I guess it's like that NFL bullshit. We're in football season now. Oh, you allow a little push and shove and next thing you got to kind of honor it as you go forward. You know, it sets yeah, the tone. Go birds, by the way. Body slammed by Hogan. Fucking. Uh, leg drop by Hogan. <laughs> but then Devin, uh, after the leg drop, which is Hogan's finisher, Kurt Henning comes to the ring. But then Goldberg kicked out of the leg drop. Did this take too long? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Definitely did. But I hated this because literally an hour later in the show, when Goldberg was facing Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and friggin' uh, Kevin Nash and someone else came out to try to interfere with that. And the same exact people you're about to talk about helped out Goldberg. So we got Carl Malone. Carl Malone. Diamond cutter on Henning. Crowd goes nuts. Coach, you a big Carl Malone fan as you're on mute? Yeah, I had you here. The mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays, but he delivered a diamond cutter on Monday. I'll tell you that much. That was actually a nice diamond cutter, too. Well, he's an athlete. For a novice, you know, it's pretty good. So we have a spear by Goldberg, jackknife powerbomb, one, two, three. I know that was a little lackluster there, guys. Sorry, but it did happen abruptly. Both both uh, matches, Hogan brings out his crew. He gets distracted by what he starts. Mm -hmm. So it's his own fault for losing Mind you, it's the the kick out. Then the the thing, the diamond cutter on the outside, Hogan's facing away, which is like kind of right after the kick out. Goldberg pops up yeah. and then just gets in that stance waiting on him. Then the crowd and, erupts. He did the same yeah, thing. I mean, they're jumping, fucking clapping. Like, it's go time. When Goldberg's the same thing in the Luger match. He got distracted by his own people. Whatever's going on outside. Turns around. Over. So, Goldberg's the again, crowd is you look, you, look, you look at the fans. Ain't nobody chanting shit. But you hear all over, Goldberg. Go, not one person is saying fucking Goldberg. That was a big ass popping in Georgia Dome. Man. I feel like 41,000 people were <laughs> yeah. chanting Goldberg. If you look at the match, the crowd's going. <laughs> and both oh, matches happened the week before a pay per view, also. Both right, matches. Right, correct. Yeah, right I before have uh, was it Road Wild or Hog? Uh, the first one was before Road Wild. This one was before Bash of the Beach. Yeah. It was six days before the pay per view. Both matches. He lost both times. He regained right. it against Luger, but he didn't, I don't think, against uh, the beach. No, Na- Nash is going at the Goldberg. DDP and Malone. Even, even when he got tased by Nash, he shook his head. Like, what the fuck, Goldberg? So I meant to ask this question earlier in the show, and I didn't. Great job, Brad. Way to keep it, uh, way to do what you said. I suck at these questions. Anyway, uh, Zol Lopez asked, all right, be honest. What was your first emotion when you saw or heard Hogan heel turn? Hollywood bash at the beach. And I'm not going to lie. I shed a tear or two. I'm a little hook maniac and we were crushed. We have covered this, but I wanted to get Zola out there. I wasn't crushed as much because I was, um, I was a little older. And if it would have happened when that guy, what am I got about 10 years on you, James, eight years on you. I was, uh, well, I was like 11. I think when it happened, probably 10 or 11. So I'm, 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 
I'm I'm 46 now. I was um 20 years old. Yeah. Mute your shit, it's loud. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I'll okay, just mute man. it for a little bit and I'll come in at a little bit. Hey, but I want to introduce my friend John John, the biggest wrestling fan I know. We're going to Saturday up, night's main event October. Uh, everyone's saying what's up. What's up, guys? He's saying what's, what's up. up? What's up? What's hey, up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Welcome goes. to the kickout yeah. crew. Yeah, welcome to the kickout crew. You're on a national Brother. podcast. All right, guys. I'm gonna International podcast. I'm going right, to check coach. out and watch my daughter's game. Love you guys. All right, coach. Bye. All right. Have a good night, coach. Peace out. So, I wasn't affected uh, terribly by it because I was 20 years, 19, 20 years old. However, if I would have been 9, 10, 11, it would have been a different story. Oh, yeah. See, now for me, this was the time I was just becoming a wrestling fan. So even, I was at that pay-per-view where he became a heel, and I was not a big wrestling fan. I got We got free tickets at 7-Eleven, some shit like that, Taco Bell, whatever. You know, and I went I went to the pay-per-view and hung out with my friends. I was, you know, running up and down the house with my best with my buddies. That's what we were doing. Taco Bell, 7-Eleven, whatever it takes, huh? <laughs> yeah, whatever it takes, you know. <laughs> yeah, buy a taco, get a free ticket to damn Nitro, you know, or the pay-per-view. But um, so it was I wasn't affected by him turning heel. I thought it was badass when he did turn heel, though, and everybody was throwing their shit in the ring and everything else. I didn't fuck, I was picking shit off the ground, fucking throwing it in the ring. You know, I mean, my God, I mean, like, but I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Hell yeah. But so for me, for him to turn heel, it didn't affect me personally. And Devin, this couldn't have affected you at all. No, no he was not at all. Yet. So we're not if you guys, to- if you go back and watch this heel turn, then uh, you'll actually see Mike's yellow wad of paper just being tossed over the top mm-hmm. right turnbuckle. You can, you can I'm, see I'm the one that hit him right upside the head with it. <laughs> what about you, Adam? I was a huge Hogan Hulkamaniac, and I don't think I was actually watching this point in time WCW because I was always WWE guy. But when I found out that he turned, I was ecstatic. I mean, it was awesome, coolest thing in the world because I always leaned towards the heels anyway. That's what I did when I wrestled, so I loved it, and I still love it. So then, this was uh, the Brian, Hogan I was introduced to. I mean, we know how you felt about it. You, this is the reason we're doing the episode, James, is because you were. Yeah, because I was a Hulkamaniac, and that son of a bitch broke my heart. Eric Bischoff talked him into turning heel and broke my fucking heart. The very first, mean, the very very first uh, AFS uh, Zoom I was on was Bischoff, and I said, "You're the guy that took my red and yellow hero and turned him into a black and white heel." That's the very first line I opened. Hey, Eric, good to see you. You took my red and yellow hero and turned him into a black and white heel. He's a heel. Right. But it changed the wrestling world as we know it. I understand that. Believe you me. So Brian Haremza has a question as well. The Goldberg win was truly historic moment. Do you think, I have my answer immediately, but I'll shut up. Do you think with a proper build, it could have been bigger? Yeah. It probably would have been one of the biggest pay-per-view gates of all time if they would have uh, gave it a month. You know, but here's what he says. Here's what Bischoff says. He was fighting for TV. Yep. And that's he a TV. That's that. a TV company doing wrestling. Six so, yeah. days before a pay per view, he did this. Six days. Could you imagine that today? Hey. Oh wait, they did that. It's called uh, All Out with uh, Moxley and Punk. Yeah. They did. They did. So, it's unusual though. You know, hey, Brad. I, I started up the next Nitro. Sorry to cut you off, Mike, but I just want to get this out. I wa- I started up the next Nitro. 
And Mike Tanay says that it's the most watched wrestling match in the history of cable television. I, I believe it. I believe it, yeah. But, Brian, can you repeat that question? My internet cut out when you were asking it. The Goldberg win was truly a historic moment. Do you think it with a proper build, it could have been bigger? No, I think it was better the way it was. Well, I, like we said with Bischoff, like Bischoff wanted TV ratings more than he yeah. wanted the pay per view. Yeah, I think I, I think it. that way. He wanted he to got... win the eighty-three weeks in a row, and he did. You know, and he did. If you'd have put that shit all. on a poster and waited till Halloween Havoc, you'd have probably got eighty thousand in a fucking. He, what he, the TV? The TV was more important to him. I under, I'm, I'm not saying he, that. That's I don't think they should have announced it on Thunder. They should have announced it a week or two on Nitro. It okay, could have been bigger. That's the question. I agree yeah. with that, Adam. I love the shock factor of changing the channel. Back then, but, you yeah. changed the channel. Damn. Do, do we know I don't think Thunder was the place to do it. Here's, here's my it. question about the whole thing. Do we know the buy rate difference from that Thunder to that Monday from before then? Like, was there a big jump in the tickets? No. A great question for Bischoff, though. I mean, I will, well, it was 41000 for a TV show. Like I said, that's what I'm saying. So, was it already a big nitro? Like, they already sold out, they already did what they had to do. Well, actually, was it as soon as this is what got them in the Georgia Dome to start? They didn't book the Georgia Dome, but this is what sold out the Georgia Dome. Yeah, because um, JJ Dillon, when in the the interview, he said, I think we've sold around 35,000 tickets already. Then he made the announcement, then they made the attendance 41,000. It was all yeah, about so they sold games. six thousand more. But but back in the day though, you had a bunch of walk-ins. You know, it wasn't buying them online. It wasn't you know doing all that. Yeah. So back then, it it wasn't not normal for there to be an extra five thousand or something like that. People that would just show up and be there. I think they should have done it on the Nitro before, not on the Thunder before, because yeah, Nitro was so much more. Ain't nobody yeah, nobody that was the way of boosting, but that. Anything can happen on any show. That was his point. Well, but here's this is what I get about like, let's say I'm not watching Thunder, and then someone tells me that announcement happens. You know, you, it doesn't reach nobody. Like I'm, I'm might, what am I going to run home and turn Thunder. on Thunder after I heard the announcement? No, but you might watch the next Thunder and see like, hey, I can't, I can't miss this again. I, I get you on that, but yeah. it was just an announcement, like, was not the match. It was promoted on the B show. Or three days later on the A show is a little strange. Six days before the next day. <laughs> and I'd, I'd, and then, you know, if they would have had a match on Thunder, it'd have been different, but they just made the announcement. So it's not like they were trying to bring viewers to Thunder with just an announcement. So I got another question here from Josh Fields, which is excellent, by the way. Um, this, we, we, I don't know, we can go on this. We can, we can do a show on this. Do you feel that Hogan pulling his creative control card too often to keep himself at the top of the card ultimately helped tarnish his legacy and the legacy of WCW? For context, him getting that in his deal led to others like Paul, Nash, etc., trying to get the same deal too. Okay. Josh, man. I, I, I <laughs> almost agree with that, but it was Hogan's creative control deal that got this match and got Goldberg to win. I agree, but I also hate creative control for the yeah. reason of. Oh, uh, I hate. Yes, I hate. There would be no screw job if if Bret Hart. I would had, agree. Had I would agree. Control. Hogan's WCW creative control did tarnish that part of his legacy, but I think the WWF part is you know it it, it stays, brother. I, it stays I you know, good I, as I, it is. But I think yeah, his I, WCW legacy is like 
oh, that, that doesn't work for me, brother. Like, when you think Hogan WCW, what's the first thing people say? That doesn't work for me, brother. And right. I think that's, that part tarnishes that specific part of his legacy. But do you think that was because it was Eric Bischoff and not Vincent McMahon? Well, McMahon, we're seeing I mean, it right now. When you're a buddy with a talent compared to a boss of a talent, you know, you allow him to shit all over your EVPs in a press conference when you're literally his boss right next to him being like, hey, you can't talk about your bosses that way. No, you just correct. let it happen. Let it go, correct. you know? So, yeah, when you're the buddy with the talent compared to I'm running this company, like, let's say Triple H had fucking, like, you know, Matt Riddle up there, and he's dog cussing, like, Nick Khan and shit. That would not fly. Mm. Like, that just would not fly. Can't let the inmates run the asylum. I know that's an overused term. You cannot do it. You've got to be the boss. Devin, what do you think? I think uh, everything James just said, honestly. it's We're kind of seeing it happen right now in pro yeah. wrestling. When, uh, when a superstar gets too much control over their character and too much control backstage, bad things can happen. Absolutely. So, the hell with CM as far as the way I feel right now. Hey, man, yeah, that's the difference between indie shit and a, co- and a company. One's a company. One's a bunch of indie shit. And I mean, you, are, millions of dollars. you will not see that happen in WWE today. No. Not a fucking chance. Not that dude would be all. cut, released, fired, if, or, or he'd be sent home, and then, exactly. hey, you're going to wait out your contract, but we ain't booking shit. <laughs> exactly. you know? If they say that don't work for me, okay, fuck it, go home. Yeah. So let's get back to Brian Haremza again. This is for the previous match, guys. I just want to get through these. Tony Schiavone has always said he doesn't like submission ending for preferring the one, two, three. Do you think the pop would have been bigger with a one, two, three, or do you think Hogan had to submit to the torture rack? Or the what, torture what rack move from Lex leaders. would he's pin? What 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 move what would Lex do to pin him? The forearm, because yeah. he had that plate in the forearm. You know what I think? <laughs> I yeah, think but it would have just been a, a small package. That I, I mean, I, that, I don't a think small pack, a small package could have worked, but Luger didn't have a power move. Right, kind of like well, I think the, the fact yeah. of him doing the thing, you know, and then right. he lifts Hogan up, and Hogan's like, Ooh, ah, and yeah, he just so, like starts stabbing. I think that worked a lot. I understand. The three, actually, I'm a three count person, but that that submission, it, I like it, the submission. Yes, it I, I, I long agree. enough because, like they, you know, like I was saying, Hogan's dosy doing in the ring, <laughs> waiting on Lex yeah. to pick him up. I, I agree. I actually uh, says in the beginning of this match that. The only way that I could see Luger winning is by him getting Ball a quick package. finish, like mm-hmm. rolling him up or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Quick finish. Yeah. They talk about a quick finish or whatever. That was to avoid the NWO coming out and interfering. Right. Okay. So, I mean, I, I kind of agree with that. Like I said, you know, but if, if you have a power move, you have to do the power move, get your one, two, three. But if all you got is submission, what, what's Ric Flair? Right, that's what I just said. Ric Flair doesn't yeah. have a finisher like that. And at the time, Daniel Bryan in WrestleMania 30 didn't have a finisher like that. Exactly. And he had the tap out. And I thought right. that was a hell of a moment. So I think the, I think the submission's good, man. And you know what? Submitting Hulk Hogan, that, that's a big fucking deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> the exactly. only person I can think that did it is, you asked this question to Coach earlier. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm saying, man, if they that, sell it, if they sell the uh, finish, sorry, but if they sell the finish for like a couple seconds, you know, like, ah! And then tap. I mean, because you're just sitting there like tap, tap, tap. Like with Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton, you're like, man, tap, tap, tap. Come on, tap, tap, tap. And then he does. I right. think it's it does build suspense. Well, the commentators made the remark during that match that he had been 
putting toward the torch rack on everybody leading up to that match. So I guess Thanks. that's just Hogan's way of putting him over strong. I had that in my uh, in my notes. Like they yeah. protected the torture rack up until then. Yeah, because they so said he was racking everybody. To Hogan, it's viable. Yeah, to to tap out Hogan with the torture rack is is you can't be put over no higher than that back then. So guys, one last question from Bryant, and this is it for the questions for the day. I will admit that Lex Luger was on a roll at this time, but do you think someone like DDP would have benefited more from a win over Hogan at this time? Mm. At that time, maybe not, but that's also a rush type thing. So, I mean, we we just did one match that was a rush, but now we're saying DDP didn't deserve the same rush. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it, but uh, I to have DDP beat Hogan because on DDP, I can't remember what it was, but he talks about like how he was going to beat Hogan for the title at one point in time, but it just never really came to. Uh, I think it was him and Austin were like real good friends, and Austin was just about to get the title. And uh, DDP was on the rise at pretty much the same year, you know. So I I'm good think with it, I'm good with it, it would have been good for DDP to beat Hogan for the title. I think that would have meant like the everyday man did it, but yeah, uh, DDP got his flowers eventually. Oh, so I'm for a, sure, because of what I'm just saying, him I'm beating good. Hogan for the like the everyday man, like you know, he shouldn't be here. Page is 35, he shouldn't be wrestling, and then you just hit the diamond cutter out of nowhere. Savage made him this year, you know, but what. Like is he talking about the Luger match, the Goldberg match? Is he talking about Luger or Goldberg? Luger. Yeah, I. At that time, I, no. Luger's yeah, I, too early. You think so? I I believe if they'd uh, if they'd uh, done put it on DDP when they had it on Luger, it'd have been Wicked Rush. He yeah, had that whole mind you, we're talking man. about August of '97. DDP was yeah. not like made made by August of '97. That was more '99, yeah. right? By the time the Goldberg yeah. happened. He'd been teaming up. Yeah, because it was him. It was him and Carmelo versus Rodman and Hogan. Yeah, that was '98. Right. So I would say '98 yeah. if that happened. You know. <sighs> yeah, I'd be for him taking the spot of Goldberg, and then pushing Goldberg back a couple more months. Because yeah. DDP right, also so wasn't going anywhere, team. right? Your Goldberg was matching anywhere. So. Other than DDP, who else could we plug in for Luger? Other than DDP, uh, Buff, Buff Bagwell. He was in W.O. All right, next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it, guys. So that's it for the questions. Um, I think we've uh, done a very good job of uh, of getting through all that. So what's next, James? Well, I think it's Waka Waka Waka. Are you going to tell jokes or are you going to talk about an English comedian? Because No, that's the comedian's bad. done. It's my turn now. <laughs> oh, so here we go. I got this off TikTok. <clears throat> Said um, yesterday I called my landlord and said, I got a leak in my sink. So um, he said, hey, go ahead. I'm not judging you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. Yes, sir. There it is. Oh. Rosie's turns gone. Out, I forgot I'll do it while Rosie's gone. Turns out I have a fear of elevators, but I'm taking the steps to work it out. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. I was keeping it too today. That was actually pretty good. I like that one. I like that. All right, so we got Devin's game now. Devin's game hosted by Brad. God damn, is this a Devin show? What is oh, right. How many times is it? Oh, yeah. One, one, more, one more question. Jesus have y'all, Christ. Have y'all ever tried archery blindfolded? No. no. You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> 
So a, few, a couple of weeks ago, Devin sent me something in my uh, in uh, a text and said, I don't know if the guys will like this or not, but we're going to do it. So one of these moments in wrestling history has to stay. You can get rid of the other two. They're bad uh, moments. One of these eliminated things. Goldberg yeah. winning the title. Get rid of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think oh, everybody's I answer to this. Agreed. Agreed. You're beat, Mike. You're beat. No Goldberg. Because I don't like – I already know your answer. Just like your <laughs> FMKs. I already know. I already know who you're fucking. All right. <laughs> Not Goldberg. Right, so it's By the way, one of them really is Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan beating Yokozuna at WrestleMania nine. So you, you so let's just for the fans at home. Why do you do the black eye thing? So for the fans <laughs> at home, uh, Bret Hart versus Yokozuna was WrestleMania nine. Okay. Yokozuna beat, beat Bret Hart. If you guys don't know this story. And then, like, right after the match, you have uh, Mr. Fuji saying, come on, Hogan, we're, we're going to have another match. And Hogan beats Yokozuna in, like, that seconds. And all of a sudden, Hogan's champ again, who wasn't even in the match. And then they made a match. There's a lot of um, a, a Hart family thing that I, you know, people say Bret Hart's bitter and all this stuff. Vince did fuck the Hart family that's, literally that's every chance one, he yeah. got. Every Please. chance he got, he fucked. Granted, he did give Bret the belt. I'll give you that, but. I'm not going to get into it on this episode because I have a two two seconds. Out. Two seconds. My son just my son just sent me a list of who made the eighth grade basketball team. He made the team for the school. Hell nice. yeah! Yes. Woo. Well, this is episode twenty-three, brother. You Shout know, out to my son Bryson. Michael Jordan. Making the school team. He eats his vitamin and he does good on that basketball court. And that Hulk made he running wild. So anyway. Second one is Goldberg squashing the fiend in Saudi Arabia. And the third one is David Arquette wins the WCW world title. Now, for those at home that don't know who David Arquette is, that is Mr. Courtney Cox back then. So he is not a wrestler. That's easy. He's not yeah, a wrestler. Sucks, by the way, by the way but that's it was on Thunder. That's anyway, uh, and Goldberg squashing the fiend in Saudi Arabia happened most recently. So one of those has to stay. Devin, it's your game. What do you got? So easy. <laughs> All right. So I'm keeping Hollywood or Hulk Hogan winning the title at WrestleMania 9. I thought the, the second two were terrible moments. And uh, Hulk Hogan, he needs the world title so he can go on that European tour. So, you know, this is your game. And it was so easy of an answer. Wait, so you, so we're talking about the one you keep? I thought we were talking about the one you get rid of. One you keep. You have to keep oh, one. Oh, shit. Okay. Go ahead, Adam. Oh, Hogan beating Yokozuna. You got to keep right, it. Now I'm going to fucking change it because I, I can't. Because uh, Goldberg beating the Fiend just made, kills Bray Wyatt and shit. David Arquette. Who gives a shit? Good guy. He ended up being a decent wrestler when he come back to train. Yeah, he came near died in the ring. Shout out Nick Gage, huh? Yeah, really. MFK. But, uh, no, MGK. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> MGK. Y'all, y'all always yeah, FTG, fuck that guy. Mostly, uh, I have it in my MCW, wallet. Let me look at my wallet. All this stuff. Is, is it FTG? Fuck that guy. I think it's MGK. Oh, no. we, we keep Hogan Yokozuna. That's easy. MDK. All right, all right Whitaker. I'm going to keep David Arquette. Why? Ooh. Why? Because did, it, did you guys expect that to happen? No. no. How about it was a tag exactly. match? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? No, it's like that happened. For and one, it was a know? double pin, and they're like, there's a wrestler on this side. Fuck it. David Arquette. <laughs> right? 
You remember and DDP's reaction? Here's DDP oh bidding so, someone. DDP's a wrestler. Let's give him the nah, nah, fuck it. Hollywood. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do that because one and number two, fuck Goldberg. So anyway, James, <laughs> I'm done with this guy. I didn't know this, was, this guy. I didn't know this was the Mike heel turn. Are we witnessing a Mike was there for the heel turn and now he's turning heel on this episode? He'll no. last week too. My <laughs> God. Fuck. Fuck Goldberg. <laughs> so, what were the choices again? I'm sorry. I Hogan thought we had to only uh, like get rid Hogan of one. Beat, Hogan beat Yokozuna. Goldberg squashing the fiend in Saudi Arabia. David Arquette wins the WCW title. Okay, I thought there were four. My bad. Yeah, there should Man, be. That four. sucks. Sorry. Which one? Come on, dude. Yeah, fuck. Three? You have to keep one. This, this yeah. was good, Devin. Ugh. This is good, David. I guess you got to keep Hulkamania alive, brother. Even though uh, it was a bastardized finish, and I, yeah, I got a strong opinion about a lot of things. I could do a, we should do an episode about how Vince screwed the hearts, <clears throat> and we just cover moments <laughs> where Vince screwed the hearts. You heard it here, folks. Hey, that be that that could be a series. Oh. Dude, I'm telling you, uh, part nine. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'll just leave it this way. Bread is bitter, but you know you can say the screw job. You can say all that bullshit. Remember the UK only pay per view where they hold a whole fucking vignette about like the sister dying of cancer, and then Shawn Michaels at the the day of the thing is like, yeah, I'm not losing the bulldog. So they didn't, <laughs> and they they have her at ringside. Dude, she's dying of cancer. It's supposed to be bulldog like winning it and everything. I mean, it'd have been too predictable. <laughs> yeah. Heaven forbid the crowd cheer. <laughs> you know, heaven yeah, forbid. God forbid. Yeah. Hard subject to change, right? Anyway, yeah. my pick is uh, Goldberg, because fuck you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Oh, so Moving now we on. get to go. So do we get to go back to Devin for another segment? How much bullshit are you going to talk about today? That's what I'm saying. I just said that. And y'all look at me like <laughs> I was the biggest deal of all time. I was on the paper. Hey, Devin, go away. Take it away. It's your show, I guess. All right. So my Devin's demographic <laughs> of the week is actually about my in-life longtime best friend, Ryan Vesaw. He finally joined Twitter, and he's joined in ad-free shows. So he's now one of us. So what? Cool. what's the demographic? Like, what is the demographic that you're doing? Demographic here? is Nitro someone my age just done. joined Twitter. So I, I, go I'd follow rather, him at right now. 97. Great job, Ryan B. Saul. Say it again. Say it again. God, nice plug him. You know, our fucking five listeners will follow him. Yeah. Right? At B's Knees 97. B's Knees, huh? How do you spell oh. it? Who gives a shit? Just search B's <laughs> Knees and you'll find it. B E E Z K N E E Z. It has a Z in right it. Now. Fuck yeah. Hey, you know what, Twitter universe? There's eight million billion of you. Go follow. Exactly. Bees knees. The fact that he knows what the bees knees is. No, no, no. Let them figure out how to spell it. And then that's the fun of the game. They'll try to find it. Back in the old days, people would say, that's the bees knees. You don't know what that means, Kevin. Yeah. I I don't. He does, though. Well, apparently. Anyway, great job. That was literally your demographic. Plug your friend's Twitter. Just get your damn Pepsi out and drink it. I like that better. All right. Well, are you kidding me? Fuck off. I got another demographic if you want. How how is this more episode than Sammy? Like, you said more on this episode than your boyfriend episode with Sammy. 
as we're recording How many this segments day, do you fucking need? It's Thursday. Tomorrow, Sammy Guevara is going to beat Eddie Kingston's ass on my Six days ago. You know what? I got a minute left of your bullshit. And what better way to spend that minute than to listen to Mike with his Mike Sweet minutes? So, Mike, thank God, save it, take it away. Yeah, please rub one out. Rub one out. (laughs) I'll take this in a minute. Dry rub. Dry rub. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, tonight, I'm going to do a Taco Ranch. Deer balls. How about that? All right. So what you need is you need some um, ground up deer meat. This is a deer that your uh, daughter retrieves for you after dragging, you know, 20 point yeah. buck through it. Daddy found it. Exactly. Because <laughs> I ain't carrying that bitch out of the woods. She can carry that bitch out of the woods. <clears throat> so, you know, you can use a pound, pound and a half, however many you need to make. Uh, get you um, some chopped onions. Uh, about a quarter cup of uh, shredded cheddar cheese, some crushed tortilla chips. You want to take some tortilla chips and crush them up. Um, you need some about a quarter of a cup of salsa, one egg, one pack of taco seasoning, and one pack of ranch seasoning. Mix all that stuff up. <clears throat> then you want to pre preheat your oven or grill. I some I do this one in the grill. Some people do it in the oven. Heat it to gas. I do uh, pellet. That's the I'm a pellet girl. <laughs> like a good so get get it to 375 degrees. Damn. And then you take everything, mix it up, mix it all together, and make your little balls with it. That's why it's called deer balls. Put them on there. There it is. Um, let me see. I'm, re- I'm reading this. Hold on, I wrote it down. You're not allowed to read, yeah. that's coach. right? Yeah, oh, yeah, sell it, sell cook, it to us, Mike. Cook, cook it for about 30 minutes, 30 45 minutes to those meat. They're a bit like little meatballs, yeah. Cook them till they're done, and then have your little side plate of sauce or something you can dip them in, or you can put them in spaghetti. Oh, or whatever you want. it's great in spaghetti. That's why I'm for dinner tonight. So, but yeah, take it. So you're having deer balls tonight? Having deer balls tonight. My man. In spaghetti. We're having spaghetti and deer balls. (laughs) That's good, man. Maybe you can give the other balls a break. That's right. (laughs) Hey, I can't wait till you do, well, not to downplay this one, but can't wait till you do deer jerky, because. And whenever no, you do deer jerky, holla at your boy because I may buy some. But I we're not you. talking about deer jerky. We're talking about uh, deer balls. And, uh, you know, jerky and balls, <laughs> two different things. <laughs> hey, man, you know, professional shit right there. That's right. So what do we got coming up next week? What the huh? fuck, Adam? You ready? Ready to go? No, I'll yeah. just... Adam, <laughs> you want to write it down. Adam, you can't Cause that Adam. way, when you tell me the matches, I have witnesses <laughs> that hear you tell me the matches. That way, you you don't give me some bullshit matches. Yeah, not not seven of them and be like, "Hey, we're covering two different ones." <laughs> Wait, Adam, you change your hat more this episode than I changed my under underwear all week. <laughs> your underwear or uh, never mind. You'll just look at the uh, archives for that joke, and you'll find you'll get that one. 
<laughs> for those of you watching on YouTube, you'll see Mike's Brad kids fish and out. hunt more than Mike does. <laughs> Brad got a pussy in his hand. Too bad everything was wet earlier because it's not my, now. My three-legged cat. And if you remember, Brad can only last eight seconds in the box. To the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Underrated. Overrated. All right. So what are we doing next week? What we do you guys know, think? And we should uh, not even discuss it because all we're doing is filibustering time right now. Wait, Brad, have you chose someone? Who's your eight title? Yeah, I was um, Finn Balor. Yeah. Everybody chose somebody. We're on to the next subject. Titles. Well, it looks like it's about that time. Because <laughs> if we don't have the topic for next week, we'll damn sure post it on Twitter. You know, so uh, Add the kick stay out, tuned. We'll have a paper trail of uh, fucking, you know, how you can find out what we're doing at all times. You'll, you'll find out. Yeah. Solve, solve the riddles, you know. We can't put it on this episode. But we'll put it on the Twitter, you know. So we want we want our fans to pay attention. And uh, what better way to pay attention than to leave us a five star review? And uh, we may even do something a little special to you if you do leave a five star review, because it appears that we're going to have an extra spot open on a couple of upcoming uh, upcoming episodes. Because if you pay attention, there's a cinco of us, and you know, Coach Rosie's going to be busy moving forward. So hey. Who's to say we don't need a six person to chime in? But uh, the only way you can chime in is uh, we have shirts at uh, bonfire.com and you can search Kickout Crew. We uh, definitely appreciate the five star reviews. If you ask some good questions, hey, we may even reward you for that too. But uh, that being said, I guess I'm going to, you know, hammer it down right now and uh, further. But I appreciate, I appreciate all you Herkomaniacs coming in for this episode. Ah! But yeah, it was the heel Hogan, and it really affected me. So I desperately tried to find some red and yellow stuff, and uh, I think I made it halfway work. My name is James L. Cori. You know, I think I've talked too much. We are, you are, we all are the kickout crew, but I'm going to kick it to, uh, you know, the rest of the crew. And I'm going to start with Devin because it's his show. Hey, so this was an episode about Hollywood Hogan, one of my. Uh... First, wow, wow, wow. I uh, actually like growing up. I mean, Shawn Michaels, my I WWF hate you so guy. fucking much. Hollywood Hogan you. was my WCW. You love guy. everything that's evil in this world. Sorry. <laughs> so I thought this was a fun episode. This was great to go back and uh, watch these two great matches that you know were put on by uh, you know Hollywood Hogan. He's a heave. So I'm at DevinD19. You can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Uh, go follow our podcast at on all those platforms as well at Kickout Crew Pod. Um, yeah. Technically, or we are at Kickout Crew, by the way. But uh, you know, hey, on every, that's only on Twitter. On True. everything else is Kickout Crew Pod. Gotcha. But the Thanks, TikTok man. is. You can follow us on TikTok. David posts uh, hilarious shit. Every six months. Just ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to make some clips We will try episode. to get some clips on YouTube. And if you like certain clips, uh, you know, let me know. Because uh... we don't look at it. Yeah. Even, if, <laughs> even if anybody has like a match they want us to review and us talk about, that let us know. True. You know? It's, your, it's your show. So the fan yeah. input is really important <laughs> because it's your show. Like we had these questions today. Great questions. I enjoyed them. 
Because you know what? It's your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Adam, Adam from Bama. You can catch me on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Twitter is Adam underscore from underscore Bama. Uh, leave us a five-star review. Hey, send us when you know your number. Hey, we'll give give you a call. We'll talk wrestling. Hey, that's by all means, you. I'll talk wrestling all day long. Hell yeah, man. You know, that's what you want. A one-on-one call with those assholes. Like, yeah, hey, a one-on-one no. with us assholes, yeah. But no, no, but, um, I mean, you know. Leave I us your number, I, we'll call you. I think we got something good coming up. I think we're going to start talking more about the championship titles a little bit. So uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, United States title, the uh, WCW version. So um, I'm really interested on what we got coming up. You know, like Mike said, the cruiserweight belt. There's some amazing cruiserweight matches we can we can go over. So uh, yeah, give us a shout out, uh, five star reviews, leave us comments, what you like, what you don't like. Send me your dad jokes. I freaking love them. Send me your jokes. I love reading them. Adam underscore from underscore Bama. Is it? Yeah. DM those dad jokes because uh, waka waka waka. Father Maka. And I am at Whitaker1028 on Twitter. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something special for y'all. Somebody send me a special recipe that you guys like to cook. It could be a, let it be a family recipe, a secret recipe. You send it to me. I put it on the show, and I personally will buy you a Kickout Crew T-shirt. Money, Mike. Wait a second. So Mike's Meat Minute could be someone else's recipe that they send in? It could be somebody else's recipe. Ooh, that's and a hell of an opportunity. Freaking coach is going to get a free shirt, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He'll, he'll sign in with like, suit crew. and be like, uh, you know. Took <laughs> the bus from Shawmers so, to the freaking airport. Tell you what, send me send me a recipe, and I personally, if I put it on air, will send you a t-shirt. I like that. That's a very good idea. So, if you want your recipe uh, on Mike's Meat Minute, I'll, I'll match that. I'll match that. Then the next three five-star reviews we get, I will buy each person a t-shirt. Well, God, is it a giveaway? I will match that, too. Here we go. You heard it here first, fans. We got a, what, Devin, are you adding into the pile? I'm adding in. If we see a kickout crew sign, a kickout crew t-shirt on any professional wrestling TV show, we'll send you a free shirt. Wait, wait, wait. Or independent, if you need to. Yeah, show us money. How many shirts are we talking here? Oh, oh, got the, the first person. I'll, I'll, I'll first even one. up this one more. Any dick pics you want to send direct? No, <laughs> you you did make a joke about that. Or, well, a statement about this earlier in the episode. It's all about swinging penises. So, <laughs> today's date is not as we record. It's September twenty second. So any reviews, any five star review we get after that date, the next three five star reviews we get, I will buy. Each person a t-shirt. And all your dick pics sent to at yes man. Brad. <laughs> 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 he will buy you a t-shirt. He'll go through them in the most creative paint. Wait a minute. So you you owe me two you owe me two t-shirts, Brad. Wait a minute. <laughs> 
I am at Yes Man Brad on Twitter. Uh, you guys have something special coming for me next week in my uh, what I'm going to go off on. I'm going to talk about Dave Meltzer for a few minutes. And guess what? I'm going to be on his side. Oh. I can see we had people wanting to join in next episode and you just fucking crushed it right Hell yeah. <laughs> so thanks, everybody. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, well, hey, that's five-star reviews. That's Mike's Beat Minute. That's uh, Devin. Hey, if you fucking even... If you want to put us on TV, that would be... Uh, that's an amazing honor, you know? Because not only is it, you know, us shooting the shit and having fun, it's y'all's show, too. I mean, this is y'all's show. We just sit here and talk, but it literally is your show. And, uh, you know, because we all know that life is not the best thing in the world. There are many ups and downs, but you know what it is? As the heart keeps pumping and the synapses keep firing, there's a beautiful thing out there. The world may be complete shit, but guess what? There's a lot of beautiful shit out there. So when life gets you down, you know, just kick out it too. Because that's what we all do. You have the power within you. You know why? Because we're the kickout crew. Brother. And it was good to do this episode. Fucking want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody here. I had a bunch of fun. Thank you guys. Uh, you know, have a good week, everyone. Peace. Peace. For life.